0: Ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the neighbors live cast i'm super dave aka mr incredible and with me as always is my feminine energy uh well she's kind of with us uh she's I'm here coming.
1: <laughs> i'm trying to share us to facebook well i
0: appreciate that uh you guys know her uh meal prep chef Personal trainer and fitness guru, Patrice Jones, a.k.a. Miss Fruit Fit. There she is.
1: Hey. What's up? How you
0: doing? Hey, Doing
1: well. Doing well. No complaints.
0: That's good. That's good. And while we are waiting on our other host to get in, they both uh, running late today. But it's all good because we do have our guest today. We got an amazing show for you today because our guest today is a DMV-born rapper, producer, social media personality. Clothing designer with uh, Power In One clothing, uh, author, and a founding member of Fresh Tribe, an eclectic mix of MCs, producers, and DJs from around the country who constantly push the limits and test the boundaries of music, all in the effort to give us that soulful boom bap that us hip-hop heads live for. Wow. Wow yeah yeah right <laughs> i always like, to get I like who wrote show? that that's dope yeah do man that. you can see this brother each and every sunday at 12 on uh 12 p.m dc time uh on his popular ig live show brunch beats where he plays his beats and interacts with his fans ladies and gentlemen ryan lucas is with us What's good brother What's good,
2: family? I'm feeling yeah. good and feeling great, man. You guys are looking good. Thank you for inviting me. I look forward to this great show. Definitely, awesome.
0: man. Definitely. We appreciate
2: you, man. I'm excited to talk
0: to you. Like, we talked a little bit before the show. And I was saying, man, you do a lot, man. I don't even think I hit everything in the intro, but I just wanted to give the people a taste of, you know, all, all the greatness, you know, uh, that you that you bring forth. And we man, appreciate, appreciate it. it. Man, yeah, we're going to get into it, man. But before that it's a couple of things that i want to talk about There's actually a lot going on but um we're just probably going to get to a few of the topics today um so i'm, I'm gonna save some because uh, i was specifically told to hold off on on two of the topics until my other folks get here so the um saturday the naacp awards uh happens and um you know i'm not really you know i don't really watch awards shows that much you know grinding a lot but um I was happy to see uh like first of all the NAACP awards is like our awards anyway so it's just dope to see us giving the accolades that we deserve that we don't necessarily always get in mainstream um and I mean I don't mean mainstream because that is mainstream but that you know the other side of that doesn't always give us so to see people like uh you know people that reflect us recognize people like Issa Ray, Viola Davis, uh, uh uh Mary J. Blige, Eddie Murphy, uh they gave the versus series an award. Uh um, oh really? Wow. Yeah, the Banker, uh which is supposed <laughs> to be a dope uh independent movie with um Sam Jackson and and um oh I should have took that notes. What's the man named to play the family. Uh uh uh, uh I'm, I y'all would know that. Okay, uh, no. But,
1: uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah, oh, yeah. What did yeah.
0: you What did you say? Yeah, it was dude that played the Falcon. What's his name? Uh The Falcon. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
2: yeah. Marvel, uh, I don't know uh, the Marvel stuff like that. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, 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 but he's a dope
0: actor. But yeah, it's supposed to be a good movie Uh uh with them two in it. Um It's pretty good. The young lady from uh Blackest, Marcia Martin. She received an award and, and just a host of other people. And it was a great night of celebrating our culture and and. The arts and the stuff that we bring to the table as Black people it was a good night for for us, you know. And um, you know, from the clips that I saw and everything, it was a lot of love, a lot of positivity pouring out of it, and and just good to see, you know. It's a lot of imagery and stuff going on right now um, that depicts our people in in a not so flattering light. I would say that's my politically correct way of <laughs> saying how terrible it is, uh, you know, but. You know so so little things like that make it good even though you know i didn't see the um the ceremony when it was on uh, i did catch you know some of the highlights online and it was dope man it was good stuff so um so yeah the either you see uh any other you okay oh i was like oh she passed out no yeah <laughs> <laughs> no don't call don't put that on me <laughs> but yeah did y'all see the uh CP awards I didn't see it didn't see it okay and i know i know patrice already
3: watching
1: <laughs> yeah i'm sorry i guess no, no, i guess I, still... for the, I guess you know for the sake of the neighbors live live cast i probably should be watching some of this stuff oh
0: but... no, you good man do you because this next <laughs> thing we're going to talk about is actually something that you know about and it's actually about you so uh, i want to talk a little <laughs> bit about the, the the meal prep the portion of your business that you added to your business uh Okay. And I see uh, Mike is coming in right now. One of my Okay. I'm gonna let him in. And but yeah, man. So how's meal prep going? I know. I see you got some. Did, did you add something new
1: to it? Um, uh, did I add something new? I saw a uh, post
0: recently. It might have been an older post though, but I know you uh you've been doing your thing with it lately. How's it going?
1: Yeah, it's going really well. I actually um. Uh, well, you all will be the first to know. I got a call today, um, and I will be doing a, a, sort of like a tasting a, a grand opening for Pilates Studio, and they're a franchise, so I'm really excited about that. Congratulations. Um, yeah. Thank yeah. you. I, I, um, I, I keep saying Mr. Lucas. I'm sorry, what's your first name?
2: Ryan, Ryan. Okay, Ryan. I know you don't You can know call me Ryan. Lucas, too, because Lucas is my middle name, actually, so either way. Okay, saying.
1: all right. Um, I pivoted from fitness into meal prep and it's just been going really well. And the crazy thing, well not so crazy, but most people don't Mm -hmm. really want meat. Everybody wants vegan or seafood. So I've been getting Mm -hmm. really creative with the, you know, the, um, you know, like teaching myself how to cook more vegan dishes and, Mm -hmm. you know, being creative with that, um, Um, But I'm really excited. Almost everyone comes back. And like, even the people that don't come back, they're like, you know, I'll get you in about a couple of weeks. So it's been really exciting.
2: You you prepare food for them for the week?
1: Yes. So I do um, a 10 meal spread or seven meal spread. Um, and then I also do the nutrition piece because I've been at fitness for 13 years. And so I'll oh, gotcha. you know, do the, yeah, do the measuring and the macronutrients and all that. Um, I have That's one cool. meal prepper, I mean, um, meal prep client who lost 11 pounds this month. Nice. And oh, um,
3: nice. another one,
1: I believe she was down nine pounds in a month. Nice. Um, and that was even with a cheat day, like going out to dinner. So it's been going really well. i I'm looking forward to growth, um, but I'm trying to figure that part out because there's only one me, and I'm the cook, the cleaner, the sweeper, the accountant. Right. <laughs> it's almost
2: yeah. time to hire
1: somebody. I yeah. know, right? So yeah, we'll
0: see. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, you kind of, uh, uh, Ryan, she kind of did what we were talking about you know, before the show, how the, the um, pandemic left us in a position. And uh, not only, she has some other things also that left us in the position where she had to pivot away from her main thing, which was... Um, yeah. Uh, which was fitness and, and personal training. And so that's just saying about the pivot. But before we get too deep into that, I want to okay. welcome my brother, the uh, the life of the party, the, the stand-up comedian who hasn't been on the stage yet. <laughs>
3: <laughs> just Mike, what's up, brother? I, I, I'm prepping my meals right now. Uh, okay, you prepping. <laughs> it's good to see all y'all. It's yeah, to see y'all. Yeah, welcome,
0: brother. So you, you made it out of that treacherous traffic.
3: If that's you, treacherous is an understatement. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no. it's, good. it's really, really good to see you all. Uh, welcome, Ryan, and uh, it's really good to see you, Miss Patrice. Good to
1: see you too. Welcome. Not you,
3: Dave. Not you, Dave. Okay,
0: that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> I see you but, uh, but yeah, man. So uh, we were just about to uh, get into. It. I talked a little bit about uh, the NAACP awards for the specific reason of holding the first topic because you asked me to hold it until you got here. <laughs> uh we didn't get into it yet. And Aisha's actually on her way. She said she was at the uh airport, making moves. So you know how she can do moving and shaking, big ball in these streets. But anyway, um so yeah, the uh the 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 topic that he wanted to talk about. I don't know if you guys
3: heard whoa, 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 whoa. the topic that? that that's not fair. The, the topic that I want to talk about <laughs> well, we discussed it, it was a good topic and it didn't lead
0: to a lot of discussion.
3: All right, good, sir. Let, let's go. All right,
0: yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you guys heard about all of the craziness coming out of uh uh, the, the camp of uh, the young rapper, little, little nasty acts, little nasty acts, you know. You know mm-hmm. Oh, is. yeah, yeah. So, so there's a, a couple of things released over the past week. Uh, yeah, a pair of shoes that have been The devil shoes, and so they bought a, and uh, they, they're Nikes, but Nike put out a statement, you know, um, distancing themselves from it, saying that this company actually went and bought a bunch of pair of Nikes and did this yeah. without their blessing. They don't support it or anything, but. Because of how laws are set up where people can resell shoes, it's nothing they can really do about it. But Nike just wow. say they don't have anything to do with it. But they bought a bunch of pairs of these Nike's uh specific type of Nikes. They put uh some, you know, a couple of saying like six 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 on them, put a pentagram mm. on them, it's supposed to have a drop of blood and all that. Right. And leaning into the whole devil worshiping thing, um uh it's uh, you know, of course been reported many, numerous times that uh Lil Nas X is um you know, bisexual or homosexual, and uh, he's his the video for his song was also just released and co- um, um, you know, in conjunction with the shoes, the song uh, is called "Call Me by Your Name," uh, mm. and so, and it's just uh, um, yeah, uh, so it was sent to me uh earlier this week when it came out with the caption, "Have you seen this shit? And I was like, "No, nah, I ain't seen," so I clicked on it, and then I called the person, <laughs> and was like, "Why you made me watch this?" And, and it's just uh, you know, it's a lot, so. It brought up a couple of interesting points, though. So um, this guy, you know, he's got this hit song, "Old Town Road," so millions on upon millions of copies. Kids play it. My girlfriend's a kindergarten teacher. That's one of the songs that she uses in her class, Well, not anymore. But it was one of the songs that she uses you know, with in her class to, you know, keep because the kids love it and stuff like that. And uh, and then the the pivot is just interesting. Now, uh, Mike and I had a conversation in depth about this. And,
3: um, it wasn't my, that I'm deep. Saying, I'm not that. It wasn't that
2: deep. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, and, and
0: my thing, and I've said it before, actually on the show, my, my homie giving,
2: you <laughs> <he> said that. <laughs> no, giving, giving his his interpretation of. Right, yeah. right. His claim.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, uh, I, on a previous show, I said my thing is, you know, whatever you do, you know, to be happy is your business. It's just I didn't know. Like when he came out, I saw the name first. And I didn't hear the music or know anything about him. I just saw the name and I was like, this dude is little Nas. And then he put the X behind it. The X, he's been to be the hardest, most militant gangster rapper. Right. I, I was wrong. I was completely Please. and utterly wrong. And I'm that assessment. But uh, but yeah, it's just, it's just, you know, his um uh uh just the the uh, amount of uh, it's the, the change is a little jarring, right? I mean, so. Um, a lot of people have spoken out about, um, you know, distancing themselves from them and things like that. Um, the video, uh, like I said, leaning into the devil worship and all of that stuff. And I, I noticed, I, I was telling Mike that another Lucas, Joyner Lucas, actually uh, tweeted um, about it. And he put out his tweet, actually got a response from um, Lil Nas X. And I just had to tweet up and now I'm trying to find it. Oh, here you go. Okay. So uh, Jonah Lucas said, and this is an interesting conversation that I that I'm trying to get to, basically, because we have you know uh, Ryan Lucas who's an artist, and I wanted to talk about this. But his comments
3: were, and it just went away. give me One second, hold up. We were just reading this, Dave. Where, where'd it go, Dave? Yeah,
0: he's on. yeah. I got it. I got it. All right. Think- so he said uh, that little Nas X video is wild. But as an artist, he's doing everything he's supposed to do, creating viral moments, making people talk, and creating content he already knew was going to uh, to make you react to. The formula <laughs> is guaranteed to work. And uh, I doubt if he actually worships the devil. And then in another tweet, mm. he said, I think the biggest problem for me is the fact that he doesn't seem to understand that Old Town Road is every little kid's anthem. Children mm. love him for that record they tune in and subscribe to his channels so without a disclaimer he just dropped some left stuff some left field stuff and all the kids have seen it you know and uh um, mm-hmm. little Nas X basically responded and was like well in Old Town Road I talk about drinking lean and infidelity mm-hmm. so if you let your kids listen to it it's your fault and mm-hmm. I mean you know so it brings up a question that we've talked about on this show a few times and I'm I'm, I'm talking to you guys about today about um, artists and celebrities and uh, whether or not they have a level of responsibility mm. um, to their to their fans and also to people who might you know um, um, partake in their artistry. You know, so um, so I'm gonna start with you, Ryan. You know, uh, so do you think that uh, that artists have a responsibility to make sure that the stuff that they put out, you know? Um, isn't too i guess especially if they have a younger fan base mm-hmm. isn't too much for them or is it like like little Nas zack said you know i was talking about this and if your kids are saying it it's your fault you know uh is it more on the parents like what's your opinion of it
3: well
2: man i mean and i know I that's guess... a deep question there's no wrong answer, yeah. man i'm just asking your opinion you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. No, understand. okay um well i'd love to hear what you guys say about it the first initial thought is that you know um i can't expect i'm a person of integrity right but i can't expect everybody to do that do artists have a responsibility to put out positive content i mean i guess it depends if his intent was to to shock the you know world and his intent is to say whatever he wants to say to get reaction i mean that was his intent you know that's his intent is it wrong um, I mean, I guess he—that's a decision he has to make. I, I just—I'm not judgmental in the sense of like I wouldn't want my children to be exposed to it. I wouldn't want my—I I don't think that it's helping us as a people advance. Uh, I wouldn't listen to it. Or I wouldn't promote it. I wouldn't buy it. I wouldn't. But um, you know, that's it, just like uh, Joyner said. Uh, his his intent was to shock the world. And I don't think that little Nas decided that old town road was gonna be for children necessarily. Yeah. Now, yeah. when it when it came out, it came out and the children loved it, and it went around, he made a lot of money from it. So there's another question. He made a lot of money from children loving it. So at that point, does he have a responsibility? If that's what his family is, yeah. You yeah. know, maybe like that, maybe it wasn't his first intent, but because he, he got rich off of you know, children and you know and, and families and that sort of thing. Does that now put him in a responsibility ca- you know category?
3: Yeah, yeah. That's my question. Can I ask you something? Yeah. All right. So with all due respect to you and your and your artistry. My question to you as somebody in the game, trying to do it, working your, your ass off, coming from where we come from, the city, whatever, would you trade what you know, what you feel, all that you think intimately about the situation? Would you trade those things for that hit song, their, like, like "Old Town Road," and and possibly this, this, if this is a hit? Would you trade it for the money? Absolutely
2: not. Absolutely well, not. That's a
3: lot, <laughs> it's a, it's a lot of money.
2: It's a lot of money. It's a lot. Thirty-seven million dollars.
3: Thirty-seven million dollars. I know. But thirty-seven now, I million dollars, do I might take me a horse to the hotel room to <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I couldn't
2: I do it. it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. But yeah, he, no. he, he no, told
3: t- He been telling us. What do
1: you think, Mr. Trees? <laughs> so, uh, I, I'm I'm going to lean towards being kind of politically correct because I it's a lot that goes into. Um, I've just been hearing about it in the car, on the radio, which I try not to listen to too much. Um, I think that there are two sides to this so I think we do lean on artistry and I'm saying artistry as a whole I mean as music um you know whether it's um television or movies or theater or whatever we lean on it too much too much with regards to our lifestyles and how we our upbringing of our children absolutely um and how we live our own lives I think we we give it too much merit. Po- um, music, uh, you know, the artistry of music, the artistry of theater, of movies, it only has the power that we give it. So if you, if your children, and I didn't even know that was like a children's song, I don't know, if your children are listening to these people, like my son listens to rap and stuff, you know, but I, I taught him from very, very, a very, very small age. So these are words. And I started talking to him about the frequencies of music and how it affects Mm -hmm. your brain and your eyes and what you see based off what Mm -hmm. you hear and what your brain processes. I think if we teach our children, you know, of course, first we have to learn and know ourselves, we have to to be in a place of knowing. If we teach that and we, we learn that for ourselves and we teach it to our children, then this conversation is obsolete because he like, um, I'm gonna call you Mr. Lucas. (laughs) like Mr. Lucas was saying, um, you know, he's doing what in his business, you know, the shock and awe, the, you know, he's, he's making money. He's, he's pulling everybody in. Everybody's talking about it. He's He's going outside of the box. He, he found his niche outside of what everybody was doing. Now, does that niche not look like something that we would want our children to listen to or something that we, we would like in our everyday lives? Maybe so, maybe not. But he's going to work, just like people go to jobs that they don't like all the time. He's going to his job. He's creating his, his artistry. So as an, mm-hmm. you know... Him as an artist, I mean, to be honest with you, and that's another side of it, but, you know, there's a whole agenda and a whole movement that we as Melody mm-hmm. people aren't even paying attention to. And mm. this young man, if you ask me, is being used to project that agenda onto the culture, Absolutely. Um, but we don't address that. And then the other part of it is six six six. What does that really mean? That is that is not a satanic number, and we need to get to that part too. Mm. A lot of us don't even okay. know that that six 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 is 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 where we are. It's our melanin. It's a it's mm. in us, right? Oh. So it's six protons, six neurons, and six electrons. It's it's us. It's not demonic. It's not satanic. The number is not. Wow. Yeah. And so, so our we're, conversation we're, was
3: not this deep, Dave. I, I said. <laughs> Hey, is wow. shit. but yeah, that's deep, <laughs> yeah I knew she was I knew she, I knew for a fact that she would go there because she <laughs> has no choice she was there in the last conversation last week yeah, yeah and yeah. it speaks to a rare realness of uh, it speaks to what she was speaking to last week yeah, Bruh, definitely, definitely. We, we we give it merit by conversations like this we give it credence by validating it as song. Song don't make me feel like that. Okay. Even when I heard Old Cousin Harmony, "More Murder, it ain't make me feel like that. And <laughs> I might be wrong. Perhaps I'm a hypocrite. Whatever. I'll be that. But ultimately, uh, let my word ultimately shut up, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> See, when, when, when you get high, you say ultimately a lot. That's all. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, Dave, I'm never not high. That's how you're wrong, Dave. So <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're talking about a young man. Who made a whole bunch of money? It was so intri- intriguing to me months, months ago. Guess what? I googled on Lil Nas X, his net worth. I was so intrigued by what, what did he make? Like this is amazing. Oh, that's I mean, so you got the figure the thirty seven. I no I know, like three or four for that song. Okay, okay. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of money for having nothing and being whatever he had, he had to do and sacrifice to get where he is. Because mm-hmm. obviously, what? Ooh, that joke was wrong. My, my next move. Can I say it? I don't wanna offend nobody. Man, go ahead anyway. Whatever what the things you must give up in the industry, sometimes it's your integrity, your respect, your faith. It obviously wasn't his butthole. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so he had no problem giving that up. Yes. And in I'm saying it's in that. You flipped it, and now here we are glorifying all of your bullshit. So can
1: like, I can I interject here? Um, the the biggest the something that you said so giving up your integrity or lowering your your vibration where your integrity is concerned that is a choice and it has nothing to do with money it has to do with money if your level of integrity is 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 low low Mm -hmm. if you have powerful integrity and i'm i'm sure lucas you've seen this in the industry you know, if we look at artists, and I'm going to go here. So if we, we look at artists like, say, Indy Ari, or Latacy, or um, uh, what's her name, Janelle Monet, or some artists that maybe, ha- and I'm not saying that they have, but I think that they would have because they're not like totally, totally mainstream, and they probably had some instances where they were, they were presented with a lot of money and had to go the other way because maybe it wasn't in line with their integrity or their, um, what they wanted to represent with their name and their brand. And they walked away from the table. Like there's every, every time you, you, um, um, honor anything that has to do with degradation of self or your people, that's, that's a choice. and and money doesn't play a part in it. And I'll go anytime even even anytime?
3: anytime?
1: I don't know what you're saying.
3: You say anytime that you anytime that you make a decision.
1: Yeah, that's a choice. So I'll give you I'll give an example as a trainer. Mm -hmm. I can make videos and wear booty shorts and I could bend over and do my deadlifts and have the cameraman focus on my ass and and and, you know squat deep and and wear you know bikinis and do all that and make all these videos and I could get I could make way more money but I choose not to do that because for me that's degrading and I my integrity won't allow me to make that make that especially you know I got a son watching right. so that's a choice for me so when you allow yourself to be pulled into a direction where you might you know you might have to put yourself out there like he's doing I think he's like pole dancer with with a g-string or something. Mm-hmm. man or woman, that's so a nice. choice that you make to allow yourself yeah, to be yeah. presented like that or represented. So I think that's the choice.
0: Yeah, he was saying that. I was telling them in the video, yeah, that's what he's doing that, and he slid down a stripper pole. That, that 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 that's that's enough. L, we have Google. And, uh, I don't it don't wanna... long, Yeah, it was it was crazy. <laughs> I don't. I, I wish I hadn't watched it, but but uh, exactly what you were talking about, it being a choice, and you know you can tell the difference between people. You know who have that level of integrity, I think, and that's why uh, Ryan Lucas, when you asked that question, was able to, without hesitation, say, "Nah, I wouldn't do that." You know what I'm saying? Because I, I feel like that's uh, you know, it, it takes a certain level of integrity to be able to stand. Stop in, saying in that. Of,
3: Stop saying that. Stop what? using that word. Level okay. of integrity. if you have it, you don't. There's no level of it. I don't, I don't know how you have. It's like I, I have know, a level of respect. But it, if you have yeah, it, you yeah, don't. Yeah, it's integrity, yeah, yeah, integrity. respect it takes, you a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah it takes
0: it, it takes integrity to be able to. Stand in front of situations like that and be like yeah this might change my life but now nah, i'm not gonna compromise uh you know my my beliefs or my you know my people like like uh, patrice said so uh,
1: i don't know i don't know mike it might be a level of integrity because it might be a five thousand dollar level or a 34 million dollar yeah, level
3: yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it, well, it, I, 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 what i'm suggesting is my level of integrity uh, doesn't exist. I, where I have, where I have uh-huh. integrity is in me. Um, it's, I, I, I teach my children. Uh, I preach to my children, I guess pretty much and integrity is, you know, the things that you do that are right, you know, right. When nobody's around to see you and nobody's yeah. around to validate you or give you any kind of credibility on it, it's something that you do for you. And it's right. And you know, right. from wrong because I taught you it. And mm-hmm. th- there, there, there lies no level it either is or, or it's like you go to a party, a frat party, and the girls pass out. The well, no, Dad, I didn't jump on it like the other guys did. I just, you know, fingerbrain. No, I mean, you wait. Right, that, that's the same thing, but That's integrity. It's integrity. I'm, I went way left. I went
2: way. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, nah, but I, I get the <laughs> no, nah, but, but real quick, what we were about to say, Ryan, I right, something. Oh, no, I, I agree. I agree. I think uh, what Patrice said was um, she said that there could be a level, depending on what you're giving up, but then also on the flip side, there could be a level of when it comes to integrity, um you may have a line. Some people have different lines they won't cross. You know, right. some people yeah. some people will stop at one at the first line, some people will stop at the fourth line. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. 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 yeah,
0: yeah. That just represents the different levels. Definitely. Yeah, I knew this would be an interesting, you know, uh uh dialogue between us about this because it's, it's just one about, situation where I know about his wall. You said what? I'm a nosy individual, but I don't want to be a fly on that wall. I don't want Oh, me. yeah, yeah. No, I don't know um, if anybody does. But I the end, the only reason I really wanted to talk about it was to get to that aspect of it because uh, so much these days has been put on entertainers and artists to kind of fit into a box, you know, and, and be what certain people want them to be. And so um, I think like the first uh, tweet that Joiner Lucas put out about, you know, it being, you know, him doing exactly what he's supposed to, as an artist you know, doing something that's shocking and that's going to cause conversation. Um, so I, I get that, but then I also get the flip side of that, which is um, you know, uh, it, it's a little out there, you know, and while he doesn't have a responsibility to raise anybody's kid or anything, I think that understanding what his fan base is, maybe like like you said, uh, um, a disclaimer would have helped or or, you know, something, or even putting it out like uh, the same conversation we had uh, a similar conversation about um, "WAP" about the the um, Cardi B song "WAP" and about how mm-hmm. like I feel like you know <laughs> it's some things that don't need to be uh, mainstream and prime time and released. They should be released in a way like uh, you know it was when we were coming up. It was videos that came on you know late at the night show on yeah it was mm-hmm. videos that came on oh, the, the main show uh, and then it was videos that oh, came on back. BET Uncut you know and you knew the difference and it was a place and a time for it and that that's cool in its time and place but i don't think that um that that level of uh of, of i don't want to say censorship but just just uh thought given to who's perceiving and who's receiving this information
2: is given anymore like um at this juncture uh, do i just was going to say the music industry and most businesses um aren't in the business of necessarily being um you know having morals they're in the business right. of making so, money they mm-hmm. right. they're in the business of making money if you just if you remember that then the, the, the sky's the limit on what the what what what, what can happen exactly. there's going to be way worse things happening i guarantee because what's yeah. happening like kind of patrice kind of laid it out she when she when she, when she first you know this is she really it's did. beyond music this thing it's is, deeper. is something way that,
3: deeper than what we're talking about right
2: now. They are trying to change right. the way that we operate and think about things and what we accept and what, we're, mm-hmm. and what we what what we we don't accept, what we do accept. Yes. And it's just music is, a, is one of the vehicles to do so. Exactly. So it's,
0: exactly. you know, yeah, yeah. buckle up,
2: you know? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So
0: uh, what you mm-hmm. said was so important. Once you understand it, like uh, my uncle had to frame the like, Once you get an understanding of it, then govern yourself accordingly. So then that's mm-hmm. when... Um, Realizing it and understanding it and becoming more of a parent, becoming more of the parent, like Mike said, that talk to your kids and make sure they have an understanding.
3: Oh, you know what Mike said, Mike? Yeah, Mike like what Patrice there. said, Shut up. but anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you need to take your,
2: you need to, you need to uh, uh, take it, you know. Take responsibility for what you're saying now you don't yeah, he, he
3: said he that. said that Mike said it makes you be more of a parent that's not what I said no me. no I didn't say that's that what, I said what, to what, said be say. more of a parent and like Mike said have
0: those conversations with your kids see if you was listening no but uh, and like you said uh to um you know make sure your kids know what it is that they're taking in you know and, and it's uh,
1: and it's not just and it's not just a conversation it's a way of living yeah like yeah. it can't just be you know, if we think about us, you know, coming up and our parents sat and told us something, we like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we can't wait to get outside to tell our friends, man, I want to listen to that. It has to be a way of living. So mm-hmm. every time, like, you know, getting getting into your child's head and getting into their spirit and really because you are their first teacher. Like what? you have to you have to teach within. It has to be so innate that they leave out the house. And they won't, like you said, uh, Mike, their level of integrity won't even let them listen to or do the things that other children do because they feel like, man, mm-hmm. not only damn, my father or my mother's gonna get me, but that's just not right because it's, it's not, not who they are. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
3: I think what Dave and I were talking about was as we turn, as we pivot in this conversation, was solutions. Like Ryan, a solution, mm-hmm. Patrice, a solution because. We know the problem. There's a problem, mm-hmm. and they solutions. You right. know, finding a so- solution in and of itself has become problematic because in 2021, Ryan said, and they don't care. They don't care what they sell to our kids. Right. Right. Like ultimately they go and sell it. And 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 I think that um, is it safe to say still say that that 12, 13, 14, 15 year old is listening to the most music because that's where they are in life. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, around that. age where they start to really. Why wasn't it made for people that's 35 and doing it, doing it, doing it well? Why well, was right. made for the little girl I was kind of curious about what she got the thing going on here? And, and personally, with three daughters, no, it ain't. No, the fuck it ain't. No, right. it ain't. Yeah. No, it ain't. Like, yeah. no, it ain't. Like, no, it ain't. Like, no, no. I, I can't tell you. So I, I walk in the room and you know, lick it, baby, stick it, baby. That's my eight year old. I'm like, I miss two laughs. I grew up on two laughs. I was wrong, too. Like, yeah. So, I'm, as a parent, <laughs> like, I, did, I did. I mean, don't stop. I, that's, I yeah. sung that when I was little. I still sing in my, in my soul. It's a good song. <laughs> you know. But ultimately, <laughs> nah, we got to break these cycles, man. got to break yeah. these cycles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's
1: a good point, too, because um, I, I, I have it's very few things uh, irritate me. I'm pretty, you know, even keel. Um, but this does when people say, um, oh, remember when we was young, you, you think it's, it's no worse than Lil' Kim, it's no worse than, and if it is, or if it isn't, it doesn't matter. What matters is that we, we change, um, we, we, we what break generational curses, if I, if you if you will, yeah. we change the dynamic in our own family structures and we gotta get out of that. Oh well, comparisons to—it's yeah. like we compare our traumas and then say, "Oh, this trauma is better."
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, so yeah, definitely no. And that's exactly what you know, uh, kind of uh, where I was thinking with it. Like uh, you know, you do hear that a lot, where you know, oh well, we listen to that, like like Mike said, he listened to um, Two Live Crew back in the day. But I do feel like there's a difference in that, you know, um, the the culture isn't pushing as much. Of what it is now. So, to the point where we can listen to, where there were people who could listen to that stuff. Like, I listen to Bone Thugs just like you did. Every day, all day, I look, I would be in school, in high school, in the <laughs> lunchroom with my homies. We let our head grow out and we start rapping like Bone and we thought we was. I never we didn't let our hair.
3: I let my girl hair grow You didn't let chick grow up. Stick well, that off there. Anyway. Well, not now, but back in the day yeah. when I was
0: in school, I wanted to be, you know, and I was rapping all that, but I never wanted to rob nobody. I never wanted to mm-hmm. do the stuff they were doing, mm-hmm. kill nothing. I was just, it, it, just, but it Dave, was But Dave,
3: Dave, that, that same machine that shoving little knives down our little kids wrote was shoving too loud, shoveling two live food on arms. us yeah. I mean, uh, it, I mean, it's, that's, that's true. it's a reality. It's just, so. They've gotten
0: more efficient at it and more efficient. More, efficient we, we've
3: efficient. gotten more stupider as a people collectively. Individually, so they're, we're something.
0: Individually,
2: we're brilliant
1: Did you say more stupider? <laughs> on, on
2: purpose. <laughs> because individually, part of it is social media and technology, though, because you think yeah. about it, right? You had to go to the record or, shop when, when we were younger to buy the mm-hmm. records, right? Now mm-hmm. you can just listen to it on YouTube. you know know what
0: i'm
3: saying
0: it's different yeah Mm -hmm. and so knowing that you know what i'm saying knowing the amount of access and that not only that but that thing is what's being used uh like we said in the last show is what's being used to basically uh pacify the kids these days instead of talking to them or sitting them down uh and you know um conversing or spending that time with them and sit them in front of the tv or put their favorite thing on youtube and leave them for time at you know my little nephew's like that he would start off watching stuff about uh you know the, the marvel comics and i leave the room and come back and there's somebody cussing and frightening all kind of stuff i'm like how would you even get there you know he just started playing and i think that has more to do with what his dad is watching i'm gonna have to talk to him about that but anyway i ain't gonna throw him under the butt but, <laughs> <laughs> but no but you know the access the level of access and so with that being said um does any other entity, does YouTube do the uh, the artists that create this stuff have any kind of responsibility in the stuff they put out and how it reaches the, um, uh, the, the masses and how it affects the mentality of the young people? And I mean, I'll say that it, it's more, my opinion is that it's more directly on uh, the parents, but it's a tough job for parents, and I'm not a parent myself, so I have, mm-hmm. you know, parents mm-hmm. here, I'm asking you guys, like, what do you think? you know with the amount of access is there any uh responsibility on these entities like these companies that post the stuff youtube you know facebook all of them which they've been trying to do and also the artists themselves it comes back to that initial question is there any responsibility on them to at least because even like the movies they'll put a a r pg-13 or something on there and Mm -hmm. uh, you know the music industry did it too but when they're releasing stuff like these singles and stuff like he just released it he just put it out on twitter you know, on, on on YouTube and all that, it's there and they, they have access to it. So is is there a responsibility does anybody else other than the parrot have a responsibility to uh to kind of uh govern Got a long society?
3: ass question nigga just shut up. Hey, look.
0: Little... Uh, uh, Damn. uh uh uh, uh <laughs> I've been okay, I just want to make sure is there
3: any? Is there any? I just want to make sure it was understood. I just it <laughs>
0: understood.
3: <laughs> it's understood, bro. What yeah, you,
0: yeah. What you, guys,
3: what you guys think?
0: But yeah, so I'm going to start with Patrice. I know you have a, a son, and uh, do you think that any of these entities have a responsibility? I know you said that that question was, look,
3: I'm doing it again. I think go she ahead. already <laughs> asked that question. I swear I, I feel like she answered that question already. Right, go ahead. Right.
1: Well, I was actually going to take another angle with that and kind of hand it over um to to lucas um because i used to wonder like my son is 15 now but when he you know was younger it was kind of uh you know it was i think i want to say whenever drake came out because drake was the like one of the biggest youtube rappers right like he got big on youtube and then he right so it was when music was like coming off of like everybody was like starting out on YouTube and you know and I could be misspeaking I'm just you know look at me as a 40 plus mom here this is lingo so I'm watching my son listen to and watch videos on YouTube and he started talking about rappers and he would go to YouTube and I'm like wow music is just like on YouTube like it's Mm. it's a whole different thing and so what I wanted to kind of redirect or deflect to um, to Lucas's. What is like since music has changed from you know from music as we know it, as you know going to the store or having a CD or going to buy the music or downloading access the music through. and it's so yeah the access has changed. Um, how I mean I guess in the industry like how does that. Um, like there how does how did the protocols change with that because i think just like you have social mm-hmm. media and you have different protocols with different platforms and we've seen those um uh, protocol protocols and algorithms change over the years with, yeah, like even with facebook and instagram and linkedin and all that how has that changed with um the access to music um, you know because i think that that's the part that needs to be addressed before we can talk about um, the parental piece
2: uh well anybody with a phone or a computer can put anything up now there may be i don't know if that answers your question you you there's no there's no protocol when it comes to putting out stuff you know you can put now here's the thing youtube may have and like facebook and instagram they have Policies on what they, you know, offend, uh whatever offensive means, because, you know, you would think a lot of stuff was offensive. Right, <laughs> but, right, exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they do have policies on what's offensive. And I think also, if we want to talk about what's underground, is also uh, politics. So, you know, there are things if you if you speak in a certain way, you're not, your algorithm isn't, not, is not going to be, you know, you're not going to make mm-hmm. the algorithm be popular if you're, just, right. if you're talking about certain things. But, what, however, you want to flip that. Um, yeah, yeah. But you, it's there's no protocol. You can put out any music anywhere. Now, I think what happens when it comes to a, a label or something backing artists that maybe pop off on YouTube, the fact that they're popping off on YouTube is what attracts labels. Right. If you can get X amount of followers, X amount of views, and you know you don't into the millions and that sort of thing, labels come and say, "Listen, we're just going to partner with you and make you bigger." You know, then yeah. there's not the, the the artist development where there's you know mentorship you know, like Bye. we may have understood it back in the day. Uh, a lot of these guys, get, you know, they're putting this stuff on YouTube. It blows up. They get five, six million. Then they start getting a bidding war with labels or people who got money. They say, well, let's let's make this bigger. You already got the platform. You got the fans. You got the base. And I'm sure there are labels that, or they're, they're individuals with money that, that have some integrity or form. And they'll say, well, we only want to work with certain type of artists. You know, we, only, we, we, mm-hmm. we don't want to put this message out. I'm sure that happens. But you know we're seeing what we're seeing with Little Nas X is backed by label it's not like that he's a uh, on his own you right, know what I'm saying right. this mm-hmm. is backed by money and it's not like with Drake and it, uh it's not like these people also after they acquired their you know their their initial success and now you see them everywhere that's not by mm-hmm. you know happenstance you know right. mm-hmm. it's it's you know marketing you know it, it's, it's, a, it's a whole marketing plan and there's millions of dollars that put into that. So, you know, I don't know if that answers your question, but if anybody can post anything, you know, people will will sit up there. And that's the thing that I always think about is like, you all as content creators with your show and the other things that you do, you know, the issue I've always had, including myself, is that there's so many people not doing the right thing on social media, putting, going up live, doing random stuff, which they have the ability and the right to do it. It drowns out people actually giving content, you know? and so. But that's the that's the noise we have to deal with. That those are the things that we have yeah. to deal with. Anybody has access to technology. Technology is good because we do have access. Because now we don't need NBC, ABC, CBS to yeah. get our stories. We can get it right from us, right, right from the brothers on the street that sees the whatever going on and come right on and listen. This is what actually is going on. So it's not filtered. But the problem also with that is because it's not filtered. People who are not uh, thinking about you know the, the the power of their message and what it uh, what it can do to influence. Um, they have the ability to put out the the, inf- the the information or the music or whatever the entertainment as well. Right. right. So you hit the it's
1: nail right. on the head. So when you talk about algorithms, right? So mm-hmm. if we talk about algorithms and you know from um, a creative, you know, um, mu- ship, I guess standpoint, if that makes sense. Um, the algorithms aren't just there with like, so me as when I post now in social media, a lot of people don't know, but at the beginning of 2021, um, all platforms, especially Facebook and Instagram changed their algorithms. There's certain words you can't use, like you can't mm. do before and after pictures. You can't use the word you and your, because it feels like you're attacking somebody yet. Yeah, wow. The algorithms change and I'll be happy to share um, the information with you all. I, I was in this group in clubhouse and a lot of the, um, I don't know, it was a bunch of billionaires and they're talking about their, the things that they did. And so I took notes um, and mm-hmm. they were talking about- How you know the they have
3: billions this year? Huh? How you know they have billions? You said billionaire. how you know they have billion?
1: well, no, so the in billions? No, at Clubhouse, everybody introduces themselves and you, yeah. you know, you look at their um, things. So while, so meet, so with Clubhouse, you can actually look up the person as they're talking so while they're mm-hmm. talking, I'm right. I'm looking them up, seeing, you know, the companies and all that type of stuff. So anyway, the really? only reason real I...
0: Quick, real quick, that's uh, Clubhouse is, is the iPhone thing. We don't, You know, I have an Android. I think, Mike, you got, uh, Obama, I, you got an Obama I, phone. They right? don't have is no idea thing? what you're you talking got, about. You got Obama
3: phone. Ain't nothing wrong with Obama phones.
1: Clubhouse. Luke, Lucas, are you on Clubhouse? Yes. Okay. So you know what I'm talking about. They, absolutely They create absolutely. this room. Yeah. And so in the room, They were talking about the algorithms, like how they've changed and they were, they were taking questions. And so they were talking about the different, you know, apps and stuff you can use, or you can call somebody or have somebody else like clean up your whole uh, social media page. Because like, if you notice, if you ever notice now that your algorithms, like your views and stuff have lowered since since the beginning of 2021, that's why. Yeah, so like yeah. where my videos used to get, you know, 500 views, now they get like 50 because yeah. the algorithms actually um, scan your whole page, right? Mm-hmm. They go, it goes way back. So you might find now that um, you get an alert. It says uh, this music, uh, what is it called? The UMG group or something. You can't use this music because they, they, they've, uh, they've muted it's your high, right? video yeah. Yeah, and yeah, your yeah. video yeah. is from like three years ago. That's yeah. because the yeah. algorithms has changed and so they're picking that stuff up. they gotten better at it, yeah. 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 So let me, so let me go back to my point I was making. So when you talk about the algorithms of the music, um, like it's not even it's not just what we do on social media platforms, it's the entire internet. And Absolutely. so when you when you look at YouTube and how, you know, YouTube hashtags or just the 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 regular views on YouTube and what's said on YouTube, those embody those have algorithms also right so those so the music that's the music that's there it's being censored just like what we type what we post what we say um i remember i'll give an example i got back from um croatia and i came back here and i was like this food is horrible here like the food in croatia was so healthy and i said something about don't get the papa's chicken sandwich was mm. the popcorns or the KFC. Chicken minutes, sandwiches they took the whole video down.
0: Wow. And I'm not going to I'm not even going to talk about how you just stunned it on us like when I got back from Croatia I was about like to say the same thing. <laughs> Everybody been to Croatia. my that
1: was my one like my one big trip so that i'm not no that was that was about my man. one he big did, trip
0: but yeah that that is like the, the algorithm right right <laughs> yeah but it's crazy um uh you know uh was it i think it was netflix so when i put out that documentary the social dilemma and they talked about that and oh, how yeah. and it really um uh, uh shed a lot of light on what you were talking about how that's the, right uh, I gotta watch that. yeah about how the, yeah. the that whole in the industry of social media Sets up their algorithms to push things in certain direction. It's all about, you know, basically sales, selling you stuff. And the also machine. The machine. Yeah. Some people call it the machine. Most people in it call it the monster. And it's a reason. Absolutely. Because it, it, right.
1: It, so they do the same thing with it, music. With in Yeah. The,
0: yeah. With everything. Absolutely. So it's all, it's mm-hmm. more all encompassing than we think because it's not just like you said. It's not just Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. It's every website. They're, everything that you do is being collected and you, they're collecting uh, um, information on you to make a composite of you. The ultimate goal, um, from what this documentary said, and this is their words, not mine, but the ultimate goal from what these, and they had insiders who worked in these companies saying that ultimately, thanks, Mike, uh, they are trying to build a composite of you to be able to um, to predict yeah. what you're going to do. What you're going to mm-hmm. buy what you're going to need so that they can supply what you want to buy and it's all about separating you from your money at the end of the day but it's it, it's all about and the, mm. the social the platform that's able to more accurately predict that gets more money they get money based on how much they can uh you know they can do that so it, it's so interesting it's so deep if you haven't seen it check it out but yeah they definitely talk about the algorithm and i saw a direct example of it um one of my best friends um we have been pro- we've been posting stuff about the election, and I would talk to him, uh, and he and be like, yeah, you seen my post? And he'd be like, nah. Uh, and he'd be like, did you see when I posted? And I was like, nah. And he said, I would even directly tag him and stuff, and it wouldn't get to him. He wouldn't see wow. it. it wow. Mm. I'm thinking he's seeing it. He's thinking I'm seeing it. And yeah. And he's saying stuff, and, it's, it's, and you're not. So, what's up, Mike? You have calm. to raise your hand. This isn't elementary school.
3: You can, always call, you can always call them. You don't got to tag. Like I'm not playing. The well, way. I mean, but it's more about I, know, I, I, I just, in the moment. That's true. That's, true. that's, true.
0: that's a good point. I, well, a good I'm, point.
3: Tr- I'm not trying to be an asshole. It's just, yes, I'm, you are. And no, I'm you an say. asshole. That's why you're starting like, here. When, when you say, when you, like, like you said, the, 20, the beginning of the new year, they made all these changes. I was so angry uh, sometime some months ago, right around there. I was on there and I said uh, something about the little dude who shot the stallion on her feet.
0: Oh, uh, Tory Lanes was supposed to be. shot. Like so I, shot. He like allegedly me. shot. We not, you know, accusing nobody. He Allegedly shot.
3: We go ahead. I'm not censored. They can i Go ahead, Mike. That's my new name, uncensored. I don't. I don't care. Uncensored, uncensored Mike. Mike. Uncensored, uh, Mike. Uh, uh, <laughs> <so> go ahead. <laughs> but he said he just said uncensored, Mike. But go ahead. I mean, I, I just when, when 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 I said what I said was it was very very raunchy and raw. I don't care. Uh, it, it applied to before me, me and to me, whatever. Like you said, I got I got a a message. You could no longer post for a day or something. I was like, Oh
0: yeah, you, they put I'm you on like, Facebook Jam.
3: Oh really? Oh really? Guess what? I, <laughs> I haven't been on Facebook since then until you said, Hey Mike, we're doing we're on Facebook Live, and you know obviously it's, it's a. That's why you natural. disappeared. I
0: thought the it's wife a, had
3: you locked down, man. I ain't know it's that a certain thing. where you na- it's a certain where you navigate the thing, and I don't really I live my life and take care of my kids and mm-hmm. love my family, and I don't have no cut cards. I'm playing spades, and I I see all red. You dig? it is what it is. It is I'm still get a couple books. We gonna run. It is what it is. Yeah, so. Yeah. so yeah, man, and uh, you know, uh,
0: just real quick, you know, you joke a lot, but you know, um. The integrity is there. I definitely, you know, as somebody who knows you well and see you interact with your kids and stuff, definitely. I
3: said what I meant. Anyway, shit! <laughs> anyways,
0: uh, I'm giving you accolades, Thank Anyway, you. but uh, <laughs> but yeah, man. So uh, yeah, that's a good way to uh to to, to wrap up that discussion. I knew it was gonna be one topic that we were gonna wind up getting on for a long time. And uh, I, here, I, I, you do have, said so. I have one more thing. Okay. I have one
1: more thing, and I'm gonna
0: let you wrap
1: it up. The other thing that we have to realize, and this is this is just a takeaway um, from the topic, is the algorithms that we're talking about with regards to music and just our day-to-day um, and the protocols, they also apply to businesses. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So me as a business on social media or as a brand, um, I don't really like the term brand, but it's as a, as a name. On social media, and I'm—I've been on here for ten years, and I've, you know, done everything on here. Now all of a sudden, they're changing the algorithms, and and so the things that I post aren't going to get seen. So if mm-hmm. you think about it, it's sort of like, uh, uh <laughs> I, I want to put them both together, but it's sort of like a combination of gentrification and eminent domain, like all mixed in. Oh
3: wow! Like yeah.
1: people are being pushed. Into mm, wow. a certain number, a way. certain a certain p- group of people are seeing their their business posts, and then a, a huge group is not. And so many people don't even know that it's happening. Right. Like right. I've I've messaged people like, "Hey sis, um, you might want to take those words. Don't put order. Don't put sale because nobody's gonna see your post, and you're not gonna make any money. You might want to take that down." Wow, is that d- Yeah, it really is. Like you can't, you can't put words like order now, or, or purchase here. or. What? You got
0: you got a, yeah. I think y'all need to have a conversation. After
3: yeah. That.
1: yeah. <laughs> sorry, but I just really wanted to. No, Don't be sorry. That that's a
3: whole other show. Like, like, that's a whole mess. Yeah. Yeah yeah. Wow. In that day. Oh. yeah.
1: yeah. We should, no, seriously, we should do a show yes. because a lot of us, yes. you know, how we want to support our, our businesses. Um, it's difficult when we can't even see that post because of the protocols, so
0: yeah, 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 and that's what you know. We're about sharing that information, so we will definitely get right, but um, but yeah, man, I definitely want y'all to have a conversation too because uh, Ryan Lucas is running uh, p i o clothing.com, power in one, and so he <laughs> does have a company that probably would benefit from that information, so uh. Oh, you awesome. know. Yeah, and, uh, and it's dope clothing. So speaking of that, that's a good segue into uh, this interview <laughs> uh, with the incomparable uh, Ryan Lucas. Uh, again, thank you so much for joining us, man. I appreciate your input on the conversation. I always enjoy, you know, um, uh, having these topics and discussing them and getting different opinions. Uh, it's one of the joys of my life. Uh, <laughs> one of the reasons, actually, I moved show because we used to do it at 11 in the morning. But uh, it was a, uh, you know, it's kind of hard for people to come in. So I was like, let's move it to the evening time. People can come after, uh, you get yeah. off from work, get in and chill, get something smooth, like some, you know, some Cavassier, some Crown Royal, some, some, some strong. <laughs> um, right. You know, for me, it's uh, you know, Boone's Farm and Goofy Grape. You know, we do.
3: I'm, I'm just no, but, classic. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, so yeah, crack yourself up, don't you? Crouching. Yeah, man.
0: I like my jokes, and that's all that matters. now. but um, <laughs> but yeah. So um, I always like to start with um a question. Taking it back, um, when you were younger, um, when you were actually a little kid, and people asked you what you wanted to be when you grew up, do you remember what you would say?
2: If you don't, um, but, you know. Yeah, I think it it was um something generic like well it was two two things it was something generic well it's something generic like a leader hmm. um, or a leader or speaker leader or speaker okay so um, my father's a pastor of a church so that could have been could have right. been part of the reason yeah um, yeah yeah yep. is he still a pastor what's that is he still with us? Is he a pastor? Oh, anymore? no, he, he's transitioned. He's passed away, but he was a pastor up till he, awesome. until he transitioned. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a, what's that like? What's, you, what you like?
3: what's you, that? You, you're, doing, you're doing hip-hop music and your dad's a pastor. I mean, did it ever
2: conflict? Did ever, you ever see something he was like, man, I want not hear that. It's a long story, but I'll just... <laughs> I, okay, I'm, four, I'm I'm 39 right now. I'll be 40 in a couple of weeks, but that's what Congratulations, baby. Welcome to the 40 man. body. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. But I, I'll just say that um, I started out, you know, being influenced by hip hop from school, because it wasn't played in my home, clearly. Um, mm-hmm. And from that, with poetry, kind of mixing it like, OK, rhyming, rap, uh, speaking over music, doing my poetry over music became hip hop. Uh, my parents tried to, as all parents should, if you know, you want to get them, get your kids to think or uh, a certain way. They tried to guide me into like uh, holy hip hop or Christian hip hop music. Yeah,
0: you yeah. know.
2: So my mom was buying me, you know, she was finding, and I had an older cousin who was influential too. She was buying me tapes of Christian hip hop artists. Uh, but I mean, I wanted more, you know, to be honest with you. Right. So, um, so early on, up until, um. Well, for a long time, I was doing Christian hip hop music, like my okay. I have, I have hip hop music. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So okay. that, that was, my yeah, father yeah. would let me preach. He would let me uh, rap at church and everything. So, you know, you know, they, they, my father, um, when he was, when he was in his 20s, was running around with a gospel group around this, around the DMV area. So he knew okay. the, he knew kind of like a management, music management, moving around, that sort of thing. So, um. So he, I think he appreciated me, you know, and, and as as long as I was still talking about something he he could listen to, they enjoyed it, you know, and my mom too. So, uh, but but uh, but that's how that went, you know. That's I did I was doing hip hop Christian music for a long time. that's that's mm-hmm. interesting because I, I came up in the church uh, too, and I remember
0: uh, around the time that I started, you know, rapping, I was was uh, thought about going in that direction. My issue with it, and I wonder if you could you say your parents were brought by a lot of. The, uh, the Christian rap and stuff. I, I noticed until probably like um uh what's my man that's out now that's real popular? Um uh, you know
2: um, I'm talking Lecrae? Lecrae Lecrae,
0: yeah, yeah. Up until him and maybe two other people that I've ever seen. Every time I heard gospel rap, it sounded like a gospel singer trying to rap as opposed to a rapper actually you know right. So yeah. that's how it kinda, kinda me away from it because I was so in love with the artistry and the wordplay, and then I didn't see any of that. Yeah, so it was kind of like, I don't want to be stuck in this box of making this kind of you know, even though so that was just interesting that you mentioned that it's
2: just, uh, interesting similarity. I had uh, a similar, similar, similar situation, uh, you know, because I, I was talking to a friend about this yesterday. Um, once I got older, I started to hear artists that were Christians mm. that were dope, but it right. took it, it it was a long time before I could hear, but now now as far as like the genre of holy hip hop, there are artists who are amazing, amazing mm-hmm. artists. Uh, one of them uh, named Theory Hazard. He's a veteran in the game. I don't know if you ever heard of him, but he also makes beats too. Uh, Theory Hazard, uh, super dope. Uh, he's from the Midwest. So um, at the time when I was coming up, I not I I would listen to hip Christian hip hop music, but it didn't sound like the other hip hop music I was into. Right, to, right, to be honest, right. but I was you know I was still doing it and everything, and so. Uh, but then as I got older and started to see the culture, there are actually artists. I'm not saying that the, the artists I was listening to weren't, weren't dope in their own right because they were artists. But mm-hmm. I was hearing amazingly dope Christian hip-hop um, music. And I, I think today, you know, it took for those pioneers and for those people who just kept going at it, like Lecrae and all those other guys, K-Drama. Mm-hmm. When they first started, they probably had resistance. But right. then as they kept right. going, it became more acceptable. And I mean, people are going to look at hip-hop you know, they even have negative thoughts or positive thoughts about hip hop, depending on how you you, you were were uh, uh, introduced to it. You know, right, so. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, so you know, yeah, that was my experience too, as, as you said. Okay, yeah, that's. I think, I
3: think it takes time. For, for, you know, it takes time when you have enough stuff in your rear view and you can look back and you can see. Absolutely. You can wrap your mind around the notion of well, he ain't got to be saying, "Forgive me, Pastor." I, my favorite word consists of some very, very, you know. Yo, who, all right, let's all right. So, what's your, everybody? What's your favorite word? Favorite word?
0: One word. One I know word. We you be going with this. And I his, is, his only has four letters, I believe. It that's not even true. Answer.
3: That's not even true. I, what's, your <laughs> word, what's your favorite word, Patrice? What's favorite word? I don't even have not a current, favorite word. word. Word, word. I don't, I don't, I don't have really a favorite
1: have word.
3: You <laughs> have one favorite word? I'm sorry. Ryan? Yeah.
2: Uh, uh, my favorite word is absolutely, actually. Absolutely. Now, that's what I've been, I've been saying that a lot past, like, six months. Absolutely. Good. Okay. Yeah. That's my
3: favorite word. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't really have
0: a favorite word. I like them all. <laughs> I know where you're going with
3: this.
0: Can I get back to the interview now? Sure, go ahead. Go ahead and say it. What is it? Is What's it? your favorite word, Mike? You can't say it? Oh. I... <laughs> no, we're not. Uh...
3: Okay. Okay. Um... <laughs> We're not censored so i mean you know, my, my favorite word is has been described earlier years ago and, and mr bernard mccullough gave it to us and he, he expressed it to us it is what it is and it's a real bad word but it also it's, it's a noun this guy's a person place, thing and it means something and the reason why it's my it's my favorite word is because it gives me the ability to express what things I, that my fist don't have to that my mm-hmm. heart might not have to then my rage my anger my love my passion all the things that i want to do Perhaps I can say in a word, and the word is motherfucker, because it is what it is it, for me. But but ultimately, that's not what I am and who I am. Uh, when we listen, listen to, to music and hip-hop, you look in your rear view, and, and it ain't all about all the motherfuckers. It's about love and passion and Christ sometimes and yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Jesus. And you, If you can't say those two words in the same breath, then you ain't a real motherfucker to me, dig? That's, the, that's how I am.
0: Mm. yeah he it makes some good points every now and again but yeah, yeah that's a, that is a, uh interesting point that, every bring now and again uh, brings to mind uh lauren hill on uh you know um what was it the song was she like after all my logic and my theory i had a motherfucking sort of ignorant niggas here mm. you know <laughs> like it's, it's like some deep stuff but anyway let me get back to this interview man so you kind of took us through do it a little bit uh, uh ryan about um how you started but i want to talk about you know your beginnings and uh kind of like hip hop, you know, like it seems to be like a huge part of your life, uh, the, the culture, not just, you know, the music from the clothing, from the, you know, your, your art, you produce, you, um, you know, you rap. What was your introduction to hip hop? Was it one song that really uh, like brought you in or was it just like everything about it? And do, and do you remember?
2: All right. So this is going to be like, I was talking, it's funny, these questions, uh, conversations I've had recently. Um, my introduction to hip hop was the earliest I can I can kind of remember where I was wanted to, like, l- start m- learning about artists and that sort of thing was uh, Missy Elliott. And the reason I say Missy Elliott is because I know, you know, as you think about it, um, at school, that was a music video play. They didn't have music. I didn't have music video uh, uh, cable at my house. And my parents are very strict on what what they let All us right. watch. Right. I actually was uh, doing the, uh, the video with the trash bags. Mm-hmm. So, okay. so my first my first influence on hip hop and this is just where that at Missy Timberland and that whole crew. Yeah, yeah. And so when I, you know, and so the first type, you know, type of beats I, I tried to make were like Timberland beats. Yeah. Um yeah. but then from there, you know, I started to listen to the features that were on these albums because I would go by the CD, listen to the features on the album, and I just started to do you know, make the connect the dots. So wow. um, DMX, Buster Rhymes, um Jay Z. You know, I started to get get into that. My brother, my older brother, he was in the tribe. Uh, he was in the Wu-Tang. So also, so I would still his CDs used to go listen to Tribe and Wu-Tang. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, th- that's pretty much being in school. And um, so every, from, from there, just getting the knowledge of, of hip-hop, I, I would get it from friends. You know, um, that, that was in school. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, at what point um,
0: did you, because I, and and the way you put it was uh, such an artist description of, you know, uh, starting out in hip hop and it's it's um I think a common thread to a lot of artists who begin with poetry and then, you know, say absolutely over music and then realize wait a minute, I'm rapping right now. I you know, so absolutely. So, uh, so uh do you remember um when you first realized that you had a talent for it? And uh and yeah, so we'll start with that. Do you realize what?
2: For a long time, I never looked at it as a talent. I thought it uh, because I wrote wrote poetry as a kid. I looked at it as me expressing myself, you know, and um, I just kept doing it. Just kept doing it. You know, I would write poetry in a way that I would um, express myself authentically, was through poetry. Being able to whatever you know I'm dealing with or going through or experiencing in life, I would write those things down in in, you know poetic form, and then. I would find instrumentals. I don't, you know, I can't remember back then how to find those. Uh, but I would find instrumentals. Napster, and then, it was Napster. Nah, I'm just playing. Good. It might have been Napster. It might have been um, when you buy single. Remember back in the This. Oh yeah. Before, that, you know, the instrumentals? When you buy singles, the, the instrumentals would be on there. Yeah, see, mm-hmm. yeah the instrumentals yeah. would be on there. So yeah. that's how I first got like the singles. You know what I'm saying? Um, seeing instrumentals on there, and then my older brother, like you know, he doesn't want to admit it because you know he, he he gave it up a long time ago we used to freestyle with each other, you know, as, mm-hmm. as kids in the basement, you know, we th- mm-hmm. you know, we had a little crew, you know, and we, we had a little, you know, even back then, even this was, um, high school, even back then, like, um, I formed like a little band. I had a drummer. I got to play drums. And, you know, I'm also, I also played drums in my church for about six years too. So okay. there's that piece. Exactly. So, you know, so, you know, I'm just hitting the music at different angles, but, um, I would just, I would, uh, yeah, I had a little band together. We would just get together and I would just, the things I was writing poetry, I would figure out how to make them sound good to me over a beat. You know what I'm saying? So I'd just be in the basement, just, you know, going through stuff, going through stuff. And I, and then even that time I was still, we would try to hit up some talent shows too. So even back then okay. we, were, we were trying to move forward with it, you know, trying to figure out some things without any idea of what I was doing. Or how to get to any place with it, but that's how that's how it went. And it, like I said, it never went from a talent thing. It always was about me expressing myself or sharing a message or sharing something with people. And I couldn't get the beat out of my head. Um, yeah, I, I would. Right. I was the kid in school. Now I was a. I was a. Uh, I was a good kid. I was a good student in school. But I. I tapped on the desk too. You know. And right. I feel like once I started playing drums and started rapping, that beat left the head. It was taunting me. You know. Yeah, it's taunting yeah. me. Yeah. And I was able to get it out, so, you know, and then just kept kept going from there um, for a long time, you know, for a long time. Just, you know, personally just making music, making music and just connecting with people. But, you know, I'm um, even in, in through college, the same thing. I, You know, I had a little crew and uh, we went around that time. I was like I said, I was doing um, Christian hip hop. And so we were running around different churches doing all types of stuff um, in, in college as well. So okay. I, I went further than what you asked, but no, no, that's
0: cool. That's cool. No, you, did yeah.
3: you did excellent. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you something. And I asked my, my, my wife this because she dances and she loves to dance. And I realized that that's soca music get on and she just can't stop. And I'm like, no, pick up something, pick up something. I'm like, man, I don't hear that, I don't hear that. I don't hear that. But if you could go through life and you had to go through life without one or the other, would it be this, the, 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 the percussions, the music, or the words? You only have one, Which would which would, which would it be? So, you mean production
0: or, or
3: writing? No, man, in life. He can't do nothing. You can oh, okay. to have the beat, the music, the sound in your heart or mm. the words. I only asked that because when I asked her, she was like, she got to hear that beat. She, yeah. that- okay. So okay. she And I was like, well, I want to hear those words. And That's then I had to, I had like, her. hey, anyway, good. Well, then I told her, you know what I'm saying? Because I like poetry too. And mm-hmm. as a writer, and, you know, I believe we're talking to a writer, aren't we, Miss Patrice?
1: Yes. <laughs> you
3: know what I mean I mean, you know, that's in, <laughs> your soul, in your in your heart. That that for me, I I can dance. But I'm shit. Like, I, I, I I ain't never read that but I can write I can write. I've always written things. I love writing. I love words. I love the passion. I love when you when you when you lit up and spoke of poetry, I was like, damn, not just me. It wasn't just me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: Yeah, so I'll be honest
2: with you, I couldn't be, I wouldn't be able to decide between the two. I have a equal love for the beat and for the words. Like I, you know, that's why I spent, I was talking to Dave about it earlier before off cam that that's why I spent a lot of time, especially this year, but it's it's been going on for a long time. I spent a lot of time dedicated this year just to do production, you know, and I don't think since I started making music that I've spent that much time just doing production, but it's, both, it's both, absolutely both. I want to be um, proficient, I want to be, I want to continue to be. I'll say because I feel like I'm there, I continue to be that person that can um, mesmerize you with the lyrics and also have a soulful beat that you are, you know, that connects to your to, to your inside, you know. So, um, it's it's really both. Um, I spend a lot of time going to open mic open uh, poetry uh events in Baltimore and DMV in the DMV area. And um, so I could listen to the poetry all day. Um, and, uh, but, you know, I'll also go to producer so- showcases, you know, you know, we're back. I think, I don't. I know they still do some art, some um, companies still do it, but back in, in the DMV, there was um, oh, Beat Society, Beat Society. Yeah. And I think they were out of Philly though. Um, and just hear beats all the time. The first time I heard Kev Brown or Odyssey, you know, these cats, serious cats, you know. And so I can sit in list the beats all day myself without words. Right. So it's it's both.
3: Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, yeah so you, is that a good answer, Mike? Both. Is it? We mean it's a both. good answer. It's an awesome answer. We mean it's, I mean yeah, yeah, the was being exactly. real, speaking from the spirit. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: it, it was an awesome. No, no, it wasn't a good answer. It was a good response to a, a half-assed question, and and yeah.
2: No, it was a half-assed. Is,
3: it's it makes I, I, sense. an asshole. I'm not the only asshole. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right, so let me ask you something, right? right? Oh, All right okay. I'm I'm, so when we come to, when it comes to music, right? We're going in the into 2021. Uh we passed, went through a pandemic. I was talking to the young lady last week. Was it last week? Yes. Yeah, yeah last week. Spoke. Could, I could kind of feel the heaviness in her. Like you know when you were an artist and it's, and you can't get out your that that stuff in you, I felt that are you are you going through that as well, man?
2: I've channeled it and redirected it, you know um Ourself? um the you mean the heaviness of not being able to perform and go well and all, perform? Uh, for me for me i
3: wish i would wa- I wouldn't even want to just like put her in, in as far as performing just I think she's just not able I mean, creative, creatively it's like. You're in there, you're, you know, you do your own thing, and it's like, can't nobody
2: hear you? You want people to hear you, and what right. you do, what you produce. Right. Am I wrong? Absolutely. You know, we don't. I mean, if we, if, if, if I didn't want people to hear the music, I wouldn't be on this show right here now because you would have known that I, I made music, right? right? I think um, I've redirected it. I, this quarantine has actually been um, ha- great for me. Mm. It's been great. It's been great. And part of the reason is I've accepted that I'm an introvert and I didn't really over a long period of time, over many years, I was fighting the, 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 you know, um, the reason, the energy that I didn't want to be in front of people all the time or share with people all the time. And I get drained from people. And um, I've really been able to explore and, and really search and really like heal just from the years of just trying to, Keep putting myself out, putting myself out, putting myself out there in front of situations. And they weren't controlled environments. And so now I feel like this quarantine has helped me to like reset mm-hmm. all that. And then also I introduced um, the social media uh, shows that I've been doing. So I have Afro Cool, which I do on Thursdays, where I play music from independent artists from around the country. I've been doing that for almost 50 weeks. And then um, and also I have brunch beats I do on Sunday where I play with beats that I produce solely. So This is the beat show. And uh, so these are giving me opportunities to share music. And it's also been giving me opportunity, opportunities to connect with people. Um, you know, it's always better if you can do it with, you know, in front of people, like, you know, the face-to-face, but um, it's given me an opportunity to uh, not feel the heaviness of a quarantine. And um, I'm, I'm surprised myself how much, I didn't realize how much I really am enjoying this time. Uh, uh, when it comes to being able to share, because I, I, I'm also re- regrouping. Also, I, I needed a break because uh, Dave was saying it earlier, it's the truth. It's like when somebody like myself and, and and I'm sure you all have things that you're just next thing, next thing, next thing, next thing, next thing. Sometimes you need that. that it, it, for me, it came at the right time. It came at the right time mm-hmm. um, for me to reset and figure out, okay, what direction do I want to go in? What do I want to do? And also gave me time to, um also support other people that I haven't I have because of this afro cool thing I do Mm -hmm. um where I'm investing into artists I'm really getting into what they're doing and what they're about and really letting them know listen I'm rooting for you I'm I'm, I'm here for you I can do whatever you know whatever I can do for you I'm here you know to genuinely be there for you you know and so um I guess the part the act of the service is also helping me you know, True. so that's yeah. dope. And
0: that, yeah, I know. that, that support is so uh yeah. it's so necessary, first of all, because you know, um artists, you know, it's a lot of times until you make it to a certain level, it's such a thankless job, even though you get something out of creating and you know having your artwork seen and heard and things, it's still, you know, you you have no idea until you get to a point where people start responding to you and letting you know. You're doing a good job but even just i believe in your you know your, your passion your vision so that's that's dope that you're able to do that and i heard uh uh patrice really uh you know agreeing with what you're saying we've been talking about this for a while on this show since the pandemic started and she's been championing championing the notion that you know uh we need to stop really looking at this time in such a negative way of course there are negative aspects of it but any time that you have to regroup and reset, like you said, and mm-hmm. just to, uh, as Patrice says, on many times, just to be still and just, yeah. you know, have time to think and redirect, because that's been, you know, uh, it, it, it's a blessing. And if you use it for what it is, then, then, mm-hmm. it, you know, definitely will work out for you.
1: I, I just real quick, yeah, like, you know. and I, and I guess I'm just kind of venting, but, and I, and I mean this, and this is from somebody who. Um, I started training. I would get up between four and four thirty in the morning and I wouldn't be done until 8 30 in the evening. And mm. I've traveled a beltway for five hours every day oh to pick my son up from school. So to go from that to being completely in a in a place of stillness, mm-hmm. um, I literally have been given the opportunity to recreate my life and recreate my space, and examine um, friendships, relationships, you know, connections, contacts, and really delve into me. And I think that if we look at it more so like that as a reconstruction um, of self, then I think we can all grow. I I love, and I'm, I'm not just BSing here. I love every day. Like I love the day. Like when I wake up, I'm like, I think Indy Ari, she has a song and says, I wonder how life is gonna surprise me today. Like when good morning, I wonder how life is gonna surprise me. And every day I'm just like, man, I wonder what's gonna happen today. It's never like, oh, just, you know, that down and that different energy. Like if we wake up with that and we look at, you know, the artistry of being able to paint and create your day, you know, then I I think, you know, it doesn't look so bad.
3: I want to paint create something. Want I, want, I, want, I want my money. I want my money. I want her to say what she just said. I want you, Mister Ryan, to make a beat. We're gonna make some fucking money. In <laughs> did you did you not hear the delicateness? And the I'm writing power, down these <laughs> lyrics. <and> the power <laughs> in I heard. I heard, I heard delicateness and, and a, a delicateness, power, and tone in her conversation. I hear that from my other half. Every it's a, it's a level of
2: Oh, realness. It's,
3: it's when them. Calgon ain't taking nobody away. Bitch, I'm gone. Fuck all y'all. It's like, I mean, it's like, it's like, it's, all right, I want my yes. money. my money. Yeah, yeah, all right. We're going to put that track together for you. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I'll sing the hook. <laughs> so you, no, you're not singing. You're going to say what's in your writer. You're going to say what's in you at that moment. In that time, we're going to pick up a topic. And we're going in the flow because right, you executive uh, producing the album right now. We're trying to do an interview. Is, a opportunity, opportunity. Preparedness. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> but nah, it was, it
0: was a dope vibe to to uh, what was being said. But I'm trying to do an interview. So anyway, uh, so Ryan, I noticed like uh, the music that you made, like going through your um, your discography. Um, I noticed that. Uh, you have albums like the, um, uh, a couple of dope albums that I wanted back, you know, that has uh, of course the Bo Jackson on it. As my joint, but uh, uh, but yeah, um, I noticed that you moved toward uh, releasing singles after that. It's, it's a lot of singles, and was that um because of how the industry has shifted to be more um, you know, single centric, or was that just um, you're putting together stuff to have an album, or, or was that a conscious shift, or just something you just start releasing
2: singles? Cause I know a lot of people that moved to that. Right. Uh no, it, it basically it's it's two things. The first thing is I heard uh there's an artist by the name of Ryan Leslie. Have you, you guys know what I'm talking about? Right. Ryan Leslie? Sure. I saw him in Atlanta. Uh he was uh, there was a conference down there, was a hip hop conference down there, AC3 Festival, uh right. yeah. probably 2015. Yeah. And he was speaking um, about his independent walk in as an artist, because he actually, you know, he got signed and then I think his second or third album, he just went totally independent yeah, and now yeah. has been able to be super, very successful um, yeah, yeah. with different Brilliant. ways, but, but touching people directly as opposed to going mm. through you know, any of these. He doesn't even go, I don't think his music is even on streaming sites. It's like iTunes or anything like that. He, he mm. only runs it through his, his site. But one thing he said, somebody asked him about, um, what do you do with writer's block? And he said to them, go live life. Mm. Needs live some more life. Mm. and that's what I'm doing I'm living more life so I have the ability to put out to write songs you know um but as far as an album I I I I make themed albums so I want her back is what you mentioned which was a third part of a series a relationship series the first were two EPs one EP was called boy meets girl which talked about um people meeting girl and boy meeting and falling in love second one was called next chapter which talked about the, the 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 issues or the challenges of relationships. Uh, EP. And then the third one, the follow, up which is the my first, I guess, my first official LP uh, long um, full album was called "I Want Her Back." Yeah. And that album um, talked about old, well, I say old love, but basically season love. You know, getting back together, breaking up, getting back together, all the people and influences, the obstacles you deal with relationships, but being successful with them. Mm-hmm. Um. So, um, so that was the thing. Then, I, then the next album was um, Liberate Through Economics because I, you know, as I got older and I started to think about as an artist, as we talked about responsibility in the messages earlier, what am I doing to help black people advance? What am I doing to help uplift black folks? So I started studying. I studied all of our, uh, some of our great scholars, Dr. Claude Anderson, uh, Amos Wilson, Marcus Garvey, um, um, some of the more contemporary ones as well. Mm-hmm. And I studied them primarily through documentaries or speeches and things that they would, they would put up through YouTube, you know, I would listen. Oh, Dick Gregory, huge influence, Dick Gregory. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized that one of the ways that we can uh, exercise power is to understand the power of money. And when I, resources really is another yes. better word, yes. understanding yeah. resources. So if we can control our uh, obtain resources, control the resources, and share the resources between us, we have the power to control our happiness. We have the power to control our laws. We have the power to control how people treat us. And this is a it's more of a global thing. But then I also talk about the practical steps. You yeah. know, yeah. and I, that I did. You know, I switched my money to a black-owned bank. I try. I'm not doing a great job of trying to buy everything black, but I, I'm trying my darndest that if, I, if if it's presented to me and it's black and it's within a, a, a reasonable situation, I try to invest in that, right? Whatever products or whatever. So Liberate Through Economics is a themed album though. Uh, just getting back to your, your question. Right, um, right. So a themed album. So uh, each album usually would take like a year or two to put together, but mm-hmm. as the last album I put out was A Trap Called Fresh. Now, A Trap Called Fresh, I'm sorry, that wasn't the last album. Let me get to A Trap Called Fresh, was the introduction of the Fresh Tribe crew. Basically, I was laying the groundwork for creating, and I don't want to call it a label, but I will call it a collective. I think you you mentioned that in the introduction, a collective of artists that I've come in contact with who I consider extremely dope. And I want to help them do what they want to do with their career as it's helping me because collaboration is key, period, In anything (laughs) in life successful. So a tropical fresh was a bunch of collaborations. The last album I put out was uh, Trophy Room. But but let me oh. go back to Trap uh, Fresh. It was a themed album, a collaboration. The last album I put out which in 2019 was Trophy Room. Oh. Trophy Room was a uh, was a celebration of all of the things that I believe that I and the people I've been been around and influenced and been influenced by have done and been successful at. The effort of their accomplishments, the effort, the pursuit I'm celebrating that. I'm celebrating you stepping out of yourself and say, I'm going to do X, y, Z. You're going to start this show and I'm going to be consistent with it. And I'm going to have artists and guests. And like you said, it gives you energy to, to, to meet and and, and and get to know their stories. Yeah. But that's a, that's a celebration. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That you even, how many steps you got to take? We were, I was talking to a friend of mine who was a, a, <laughs> photog- a videographer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm getting kind of excited, but uh, we, we, we talked yesterday because I helped him do a film or he's shooting, um, he's shooting videos, and people don't understand. It takes an hour to two to three or four hours prior to you getting to the studio right. to set up. You know, okay. yeah. that's a celebration mm-hmm. to me. Like you, mm-hmm. you went through all this. You tired. You don't want to spend the money. You don't know exactly what you're doing. You just want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, what are we going to talk about? All these different things. We, I believe in celebrating the small victories, and that's what Trophy Room is about. Themed album. So, as, okay. since then um long story short since then i haven't i have concepts in my head but i don't feel ready to to start even writing for a new album okay but the singles um the singles are my ability to still share and i'm not worried about at this point in my career for a number of reasons which we can talk about if you want um i'm not worried about uh, the standard the, the industry standard or the what societies expect from us because streaming has killed has killed model the model yeah. that's what i was saying. Is, yeah. it's it's done you yeah. know we, I used to I used to push these CDs listen I used to get some <laughs> make some cash up these CDs you know mm-hmm. because that was the form at this point people can go they put the music out later that day people are giving an evaluation of your album right How much? Yeah. come on yeah come yeah. on so I'm like yo forget that I'm not going to rush music and people are going to listen to it for half a day and then move on. I'm going to take my time and do it the way I want to do it and you know, make sure the messages are, are, are right. And I want it to age well. Right. I, I'm mm-hmm. very proud of all my albums. You can listen to it now or 15 years from now, it's going to be relevant to you. The, mm. the, the beats may sound like, oh, that sounds like the 90s or that sounds like early 2000s. But the message is going to resonate with you. So that's what I'm focused on. I'm focused on legacy. So whenever you see me post something or put out a song or something, it's because I just, I, I listen to Dame Dash too. Dame said, Dame said I said one time. Um, <laughs> he said, I, I, uh, I shot this video, a movie, a full movie and I could put it out tomorrow. Cause you know why? Cause I own it and I could put it out on my own website mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's really about, I am pushing the message of independence in everything mm-hmm. in life, in every aspect of life. We do need people to do things. I don't know how to shoot my own videos. I haven't invested the time and money and, and, and effort in and learning how to do that. So I still need people to do things. But as far as me, um, but I, what I do wanna ask Patricia about we can talk about it another time mm-hmm. is uh, the algorithm because that's something I don't understand. And if there are things that I can do to make that better because I've noticed my the likes and the views go down Absolutely, you know. Yeah. And so I always wonder yeah. what what am I saying, what what's going on, and mm-hmm. but it doesn't stop me. It doesn't stop me from
3: doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You
2: know, Keep moving, mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and and all that stuff will fall into place. You'll figure it out. And like I said, I'll make sure that y'all have each other contact information so y'all can have that uh, conversation. It. Yeah. Uh, uh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, and that's um you know a uh, very all encompassing answer. I appreciate it. Uh, so the um out of the the music that you've done. And this is always a tough question because I feel like as an artist, you know, all your pieces are your babies, so you love them all equally. Do you have any that stands
2: out to you? Um, Like you said, I'm I i was going to start the, the, the answer with, you know, every song came from a place, an experience that mm-hmm. I appreciate. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think the one that's had the most impact, you know, for me personally, the way the lyrics and the, the, the impact it's had for other people is Bo Jackson. Right. I impact. think that that song yeah. I enjoyed performing it. I've um, you know I invested a lot of you know F resources in in um, putting that out. So okay. you know that one is probably my favorite of, of it all. It encompasses so much in my life that I, things I've been go- what I was going through at the time and I really appreciate you know the way that it came out from the time of just the beat selection with Fire Archer, um, yeah. salute to yeah. Malik, uh, another yeah. DMV, um, uh, a, a DMV musician, amazing musicians yeah. toured the Crazy world a divine. number of times. He's a great, yeah. Yeah, amazing yeah. Uh, bass yeah. player who's toured the world. Um, and he, he, you know, I, I purchased a beat from him, and then what I was able to do with it. Um, my engineer uh, for that album was Dave Knotts um, out of out of Maryland. Um, amazing engineer, and then uh, on the hook, uh, uh, core the artist, an amazing singer. Mm-hmm. Um, and if for people that are listening to this, if you if you've never heard Core the artist, please go check her out on social media. Oh, she was.
1: Yeah, that. I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but that was. No, it's okay. She when I so when she was singing, I could. It was like I could see her in the studio with the mic, like really getting into her lyrics. But then when she added the her own flavor and and the movement, the dancing, but the really the 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 soulful movement. And Absolutely. then the words of the the the, the yeah. rap I don't I don't know Dave and them they laugh at me because I don't know. No, like,
0: it's okay. I like them that, yeah, it just feels yeah, like yeah the, the rapping words like and, and all of well. that
1: together. I was like, man, like this is dope. This is a dope track. So if
0: I'm if I'm telling people about you, I'm telling them check out that song first. But I wanted from from you in your opinion, what would it be like if somebody you know um being introduced to Ryan Lucas for the first time. Would you tell like what would you tell them to start? Was, was it all from the beginning, or do you have like somewhere you'd be like start with this and then go?
2: I would start with Bo Jackson, but you know if you want to hear me like get busy, um, <laughs> listen to a song called Pride, okay. P R I A D. I mean P R I D E. Sorry, um, <laughs> Pride. There's a song called Pride. Um, you know if you want to hear rapidy rap, you know, you hear a song r- called r- Pride. R- Pride. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a single, that's a single, and that's out streaming everywhere. Okay. Um, cool. I'm so just, you know. but yeah. I would go there, to Bo Jackson and Pride. Okay. So I
0: always ask artists this, when I was recording, I had, um, you know, you spend you know, a, a, a lot of uh, recording is, is tedium, is, is waiting for mix downs, is waiting for, you know, um, you know, listening back and things like that. So I would always keep with me uh, a, what I call the studio survival kit. And for me at that time, it was like maybe like uh, I would keep like an energy drink, which is terrible for you, I know now, but at the time I didn't care. So I would keep like an energy drink and probably because you know you get to a point sometime when you have those long sessions where you would do what I call start breaking down, like you start losing that 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 pep, that energy and it comes right. in your voice you record. So I would keep that with me, something to read for the downtime. Of course, now I have my phone, but at that time I would have like a magazine or something with me. And, and maybe like something to eat or something like that. And always, you know, water, of course, to clear the things like that. Do you have like things like when you record or when you go into work, uh, do you have like a studio survival kit, like things you gotta have with you?
2: Uh, I don't think there's nothing in particular. Uh, I try to make sure I have a, a, a decent meal before, um, just so I know I need the energy. Um, but when it comes to studio time, I don't kick it at the studio. Reason being, uh, time is money. So right. when I'm in this, so I will, honestly, with my albums, I record those it. within a week. You I don't, I I, I, um, I I make sure I have my, my beats ready. I make sure I have my lyrics ready. And I make sure I'm pounding my features to make sure they're ready. Right. So I will book out, and this is for albums. Now for singles, I, I recorded the crib. But for right. albums, I'll book out um, a week. You know, whatever it takes. That's what I've done traditionally with all albums. I right. book out a week, and then I'm there. I jump in. Let's start with the first one. Let's get it knocked out. The features I give them time. I give them a set time. This is when when I was in the D.M.V. when when we had when things were open and um, all the artists were that I was working with are in the D.M.V. Right, right. Um, give them a time. You know, give them reminders. This is when I need you to be here. X, Y, Z. Be ready to get it in and get out. That's right. so basically. I'm just, I try to keep it very organized because a secret, I hate recording. I mm-hmm. absolutely hate recording music. I like performing, I like writing, I like creating. The reason I, I get anxiety with recording because it's got to be right. I okay. recorded a song yesterday and I, I got, I had the words but I just felt like what I was saying wasn't coming out. It took me like 20 takes to get it all out. And we got, yeah. we yeah. end up using like the 12th the take for it. So. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go back and listen, and it's like, oh, that one was Exactly. Good. It's like, oh, that was it. But I hate recording. I mean, I'm not going to front about that. But, you know, it's necessary. Um, Obviously, you know, because you're a recording yeah. artist. Right, right, but um, right. I His want name, to be yeah. right. Because I don't want to have the, the idea, you listen to something back, something 20 years later, you're like, oh, you know how you did that one thing. thing. Yeah. Recorded. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. One little word was off. One 100%. little phrase was, was rushed. Yeah. One little yeah. whatever. And I don't like to punch in. I like to like give me the let me do it flawless. Let me get the verse down flawless. If I gotta punch in, when I say punch in, for those that don't know, is that like um, when you're recording a verse, say that you said a, a word, something off, you had a, a weird breath or something, and it it, it messes up the the um, the clean the clean verse. Like you you know okay. something that you're like it's noticeable and it's going to distract people from the words. Some sometimes people artists, which I've done before, is they'll punch in in the middle of the verse, whatever mm-hmm. the word is. And they then, and They couldn't paste it the right there. Right. It's not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> what I do. But
3: yeah.
0: so, I'd rather yeah. put it all over He's again.
3: Take away from the flow without having to do it all over again. So what happens yeah. when you try to perform that though? Yeah. What's that? What happens when, when you try to perform that?
2: I don't think. How do you perform it? Yeah, it oh, exactly. It. Exactly. 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 So you work with a bunch
0: of artists, man. Do you uh, do you have a favorite collaboration? I could not do that. I couldn't say that. Yeah, that's not. I, I, yeah, I, yeah,
2: I, I thought do it was that. a little crazy. Let me, me, uh, me, me, me like, like, okay. Who's your favorite uh, artist right now? Well, I don't. I, I have a lot of artists. Now, let's. So I'll give you one independent artist and one one signed artist. Yeah. Um. So I have a, a, a long time collaboration of uh, partnership with my buddy. His name is Clean, and he's out of Oakland, California. Um. He's an independent artist and it's 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 the music and it's also you know him as a person the, the, everything that's surrounded around the music you know like he's been able to um really just do some dope 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 stuff he's an MC, uh dope stuff i met him when i was here in los Angeles uh for the first four years he was here but then he moved to back to oakland uh so clean is one to look out for uh, amazing amazing artists we have a song together um, called Love Is Here, that's on I Want Her Back, which was on that album, I Want Her Back, right, Love yeah, Is Here. Yeah. So Clean um, is an artist. And then as far as um, a signed artist, uh, I've been heavy listening to Anderson oh, yeah, um, yeah. I think part of it is, is that I am a, I just believe in fusion of music. And that's why I was a big uh, abstract, a big um, um, Q-Tip fan, because I believe in the fusion. I believe in the, the producer and the singer and the rapper. And everybody fusing these these the hip-hop with the soul with the with the rock with the splashing and the you know and i'm you know so so anderson pack is one that he's a proficient in producing he plays drums he can rap rap rap
3: yeah
0: he can yeah. sing
2: and he can songwrite. Right. you know yeah, yeah. it's it's he's an alien so right.
3: yeah yeah mm-hmm. dope man. that's something um, i want i want to know like you, you did you just leave here and 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 know nobody and go there, or had you made connections and, and whatnot? And once you got there, how are you received as a DC cat? I mean, when you come from DC, it's just when you come to perform in DC, it's tough. We we like you know we're like okay, absolutely
2: tough. You know, so so when you go there, how are you received? How's that How's that been going for you? All right, so. Uh... First, the first question. Um, I did come visit LA a number of times um, in 2014 and 15. Um, for a couple of music conferences, and then also I was invited to come out to perform. So um, within that time as well, prior to moving, so um, so that, that so I was able to meet people that way. And when every show that I came out, that every every place I went to, I made sure I tried to meet a promoter or meet the, who organized the event. Because those are usually the people that have to do the networking and connections. Plugs. plugs. What's that? It's the plugs. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's one thing I do encourage people to do. Is like whatever you know, whatever you're trying to do, find the people who are putting the event on. Because you know, artists, where you know, it's a lot of us, and you know, we we we're not necessarily the people that can get us to next to the people. So you know, I I just believe in learning or introducing myself to the whoever the the plug is. as far as uh, the reception, I think um, it depends on the event. It depends on the event because LA has a hip hop, an underground hip hop movement, right? And um, and like you, I want to add a, call, a comment on this first because you said something that I, it brought back painful memories. Um, performing in DC. Listen, I remember um, in 2000. Four, 15 Before I before I came out here, I was doing a lot of shows with um, Tyrone Norris. Um, One versus oh, many. One versus many. Yeah, that's the homie.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so we had a weekend tour. We went to New York. Brooke, went to Brooklyn, New York, and performed. Yeah, we used to do that. Great yeah. energy, great energy. We went to Philly to perform. Great energy or decent energy, I will say. It was decent energy. I came back to DC on that Sunday. We did Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I came back to DC. Room full of people in mm-hmm. Club Live that was above uh Bohemian Caverns, right? Yeah, Club yeah, Live. yeah, yeah, stone. Everybody are stones. Are you sure? I can do, I, there was nothing I could do, and at that time, I believe, and <laughs> I was in my Buster Rhyme bag as far as jumping around as much as I could without losing my breath breath. <laughs> <laughs> and um, all right, all right. and giving people because i was the, the, the music i was doing was sto- it was storytelling so i had to you know it was still storytelling, so it was, it was a thinking type song
3: but i was i was looking for a head
2: nod it's, I was not your fault. it's not
3: your fault it's not your fault it's not your fault bro you, you know that's how we it's like you you you, you, you when you come in it's like you got to you got to do something that we ain't seen before it's like it's tough it was and, it was and, man, tough man
2: Pushing, don't stop pushing, bro. Absolutely. I love, I love, I love my city, though. I love my city. I love, I'm southeast to, to yeah, the death. But, um, we've so been through that, like, uh,
0: you know, um, the as, as an as artist, I was gonna cool but as an artist, they yeah, don't receive. You got to have, yeah, it's tough. It's, it's like, it's tough. And, and then, in the um, you know, uh, I was managing after I rap, uh, I was managing for a while, and I took my artist. We did one of those, you know. The toys and the love we got in Baltimore, the love we got in Richmond, the love we got in New York it was crazy compared to the, you know, because you you do shows here for a while and you'd be like, Am I just not that good? But then you, you know, you go out other places. Yeah, and like, it's not, oh, it's no, not I, I, I do my thing. Okay, I see what it is. It's just y'all some hate. No, well, they not, you know, it's just it's tough. Well, no, you're right. It's, it's not, not good,
3: it's not, it was, you all know, it was a time when that live sound had to move, boom, bop, boom, bop. it had to be had something with some yeah. pots, some pans, some buckets, and give it to you. Uh-huh. And, you know, it was just, that's where we were for a long while. And then, yeah. you know, everybody started killing each other at the game. go oh, and shit, I was like, Wale, he even from yeah. <laughs> it was bang like, though, but, uh, but yeah, uh, uh, yeah. So uh, we wanted a little Stop. Overtime, so, but, so let me say this, right. let me yeah.
0: say this.
2: Um, now, here's the thing about performing out of town. And, um. I mean, I, I, even I've been, I've been in L.A. for six years. I mean, I still feel like I'm in D.C., though. I feel like I'm, I'm still visiting, to be honest with you. Um, but the thing is, part of it, I think what you kind of said, Mike, was that, that doing something that was new. And I think what makes um, the experiences or the positive experiences I've had out here for, when, for performances is that when I tell people I'm from Washington, D.C., they're like, what? you know, they probably never heard of an MC from Washington, D.C. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I consider myself like an ambassador for the city. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's like, uh, I mean, it, there's so many there are different genres of music in, in, in the city. There's so, you know, so I, I don't want to say I'm, I'm all encompassing of, of DC's town, you know, and because there are a lot of amazing artists who I respect highly and, you know, and salute highly and very, very talented and really salute them. But you know, the, in the places that I performed out here, I might be the only cat from DC or even from the East coast. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, the flavor I give them is something new, it's something different, or they've seen maybe on TV or something like that, or they might, right. you know. Right. So that's why it may be a reception's different. Like, and as I think about it, and people in DC are like, oh, I'm regular, it's regular. I know you, you know what I'm saying? All right. or, All right. yeah. I know, I know, I know what you know. I know what it's, what it's about. I know what you're talking about. So, you know, I, I don't know. If, I don't necessarily think it's a. I don't want to say it's a DC thing. I think it's an anywhere thing. Every person that because I have LA cats who perform out here and they have be been like, yo, you get, you know, this and that. It's like, you know, and they're from here. You know, it's sort of like, it's everywhere. That's just the way we go. We like to see new, we like to, oh, it's something different or, you know, it, or the vibe is a classic vibe or whatever. It's, it is, I think it's just human nature, unfortunately. But when I understood that, it does, now it's like, oh, I'm just gonna just give you me. And I, one of the per- people that I, I follow and watch and try to see how they move and I learned some new information about today, which I'll share with you, maybe guys, another time. Uh, Most Deaf, he's always from the beginning mm, of his career, yes. he's done what he wanted to do.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. One quick short short story. He um after they brought uh, you know to live and uh, to uh, live and Most Def put out an album Black Star. Yeah. Right after that album, he took a, uh, a pilgrimage, I think, to Mecca. Or, you know, because he's a, he's Muslim, and mm-hmm. he came back and said, "I don't want to tour." Yeah. So mm. he didn't tour. Yeah. But then what happened was sometime later. He had done a show with the roots somewhere and then he decided to jump on the on the um bus with them and tour with them for i don't know how long and did not get paid to do it he was just like i'm just vibing Mm -hmm. so i'm not saying i would make those same steps what i'm saying is that like the idea of despite on what people think would be your success or what, what will get you whatever you know I'm at a place, it might be me, as I get older, you know, when you get older, you stop caring about certain things. you like, listen, I am who I am. Like <laughs> right. you said, yeah. I said what I said earlier. You know what I yeah. said earlier, right? You know, yeah. you are who you are. You can like it. You don't have to. This is what I've been given. Right. I was yeah. given this. I'm sharing it with you. Uh. Right. Somebody likes it, you know what I mean? And they're right. yeah. the rock mm-hmm. with it. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely. Definitely. it. So like I said, man, we running a little overtime. I don't want to keep y'all. We're going to have to have you come back because I had like 20 more questions. Yeah, I was, was going good. Ahead. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. This is a great I'm,
1: conversation. Definitely,
0: man. I do want to uh, always, it's uh, two questions that I always ask everybody. I want to get those in before we wrap up. The first question is, um, if you had an opportunity to go back in time and talk to a young Ryan Lucas, if you could can reach, say maybe like 12-year-old Ryan Lucas, and with everything you know now, everything you've been doing, all the wisdom you've gained, what would that conversation be like? What kind of things would you say to
2: young Ryan Lucas? Only spend money on things that are important. That's one thing. I think I've spent I've spent a lot of money um, that didn't have a return of investment, return of ROI, you know, so mm-hmm. um, do better with money and believe it's going to work, mm. believe it's going to work, or your passion in life is based off of what you've been given or what you believe you've been given. Operate mm. within your gifts. Operate despite mm. on what you hear, what you see. Operate in it because what I learned is that when I tried to suppress, like I told I talked about the drums earlier, but even with hip hop, with, with music, as an artist, as a lyricist, I attempted to suppress because it took me a while to realize that this isn't going away. I'm gonna continue to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I, It's gonna haunt me if I don't share it. It's gonna haunt right. me if I don't share it. So, you know, operating your gift, live your passion. You'll figure it out, you know? So mm-hmm. those two things um, being better with money and then, um, you know, going for the go, for the goal.
0: Yeah. Operating your passion. That's a dope. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And, uh, and, and the second question is, uh, you, you know, rocked a lot of stages. You have uh, been on platforms and social media and things like that. You've been in front of a lot of people. Um, you've had a lot of people see you when people see you, what is it that you hope that they see? Hmm.
2: Someone who is always trying to be a higher form of himself and always encouraging others to be higher forms of themselves. Someone who, who encourages people to just be a better you. Don't try to be somebody else. Be a better you, a version of you, even because you are one of one. So I want mm-hmm. people to see through me that I am my authentic self and hopefully that encourages them to be their authentic selves Hmm. yeah yeah that's dope yeah and that's
0: definitely what i get from the music you're succeeding at putting that message out there so that's thank you can i
2: can i say one more thing sorry Sorry. yeah because i you know, I'm, I'm working on it. I have a clothing line called Power in One. I wanted to get there. The- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I should have said it earlier. Um, it's good. Oh, you want me to wait? Should I wait? No, no, yeah, you can go ahead. Okay. There. No, I was gonna All say right. I
0: wanted to <laughs> get to that, but we talked so much. I, I get know. Get, but if, when it's, I, I prefer conversations like this when it's more free. But you know, it, it, it does. It, it doesn't help when you have to set questions, though. it's like now we got it. But yeah, yeah this was great. So yeah, I will, real quick, how
2: did that start? How did you get into it? All right. So the company's called Power One, where you have the power within yourself to affect change. We do it through fashion. It started um, in 2012 with two of my college buddies. Uh, one lived in Charlotte. At the time, one of the Charlotte and one lived in the DMV and I was in the DMV. Um, we came together. We wanted to start a business together as brothers. And uh, we, we were into clothes and fashion. We're trying to figure out what, you know, should we resell other people's stuff or, you know, um, I took a trip at that time with my church to Nairobi, Kenya. Prior to the trip, we had to raise funds. So we're all Afrocentric, meaning we're all uh, in the business of, or uh, well, Pan-African is a better word. Mm-hmm. We're all uh, in the business of elevating Black people, living Black culture, loving Black culture uh, across the globe. So I, I was taking a trip to Nairobi, Kenya. I needed to raise funds. I said, guys, here's the first shirt. I did a, I did a, a, a picture <laughs> of Kenya, and mm-hmm. we sold that shirt to help me raise funds, but also to launch power in one. And so from there, we decided this is how we're going to we're gonna start learning how to design. None of, none of us were graphic designers or anything like that. We're just going to learn how to design, how to distribute. And once you start doing things like that, you start to realize in your family that people who do things that, that you didn't know. I had a family mm-hmm. uh, member who's a designer, and a family member who has a t-shirt company, printing company. Mm. Perfect. And so we put it together, figured out a website. I started asking people who I knew did certain things, who who made a website, who does this, who does that, you know, how to like us mixing together to get it going, we're I think nine, eight or nine years in. And it's just been about elevating uh, Black culture. It's been about elevating um, people's self-esteem, um, encouraging people to take or exercise their power within themselves to do whatever you need to do with yourself as an individual, but even as a community and us as a nation globally. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. where the company uh, uh, came from. Our website is pioclothing.com, pioclothing.com for all of the fashion. I mean, also, I want to mention this now because you have the New Being Human background, uh, we do have clothing in, in the DMV, in the store, in the New Being Human store. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. yeah. So uh, yeah. if you are in the DMV and you don't want to buy it online, you can go check out that store. Uh, Anika, salute to Anika. Thank you, Anika, for being mm-hmm. just the, the person you are over the years of helping out so many business people. Yeah, and she yeah. actually, uh, I know it's, it's over time, but she actually, when I first was introduced to Anika, we were vending uh, somewhere out and she was vending too. Mm-hmm. Um, she helped me to for my album release, for my first album, my first EP, Boy Me Girl. She was able to help me um, book out the Anacostia Arts Center um, mm-hmm. and I did an album, a video and album release. So since then, We've had an amazing um, uh, working relationship uh, from new being human to power in one. She actually let me sell my CDs. I want her back in her in her store too. She's just been amazing. That store That's the whole awesome. the whole team. A <laughs> Thank you yeah. to Anika. Yeah. You know, yeah. I salute black women and she's doing her thing. And all black women that are on are doing their thing, getting it going. I salute them. She is <laughs> um, she is wonderful. She is wonderful.
0: Have you seen the documentary on Amazon? No. She's on call? Amazon Prime and she I've been pressing her out because she well she did hype it though. She put it uh, put it up on her page. I had to get what to the documentary? name it. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh and it's a documentary. Uh a guy from this area, he's an African brother. He did a documentary about the businesses in the Anacostia Art Center and about how they started their businesses, the things they went through. Oh, wow. it really dope. It's amazing. She's one of the like lead stories in it. It's it's amazing and it's, it's really good. It's streaming right now on Amazon Prime. I'm gonna get the name. Uh, in a second, I might have to put it up. Uh, okay. After because uh, yeah, I don't think I'll find it in time. But yeah, it's definitely um, yeah on Amazon awesome. Prime right now. Uh, I had it written somewhere. Let me see. Oh yeah, we'll, I'll, I'll find it. But but yeah, it's, it's a documentary. Like you said, everything you said about her, you know, I can't say enough good stuff. She let us come in and use the space. That she, you know, um, just, she's all about helping and, and the same thing, uh, uh, Afrocentric and uh, you know, uh, Pan African. It's all about everything black people and so the support that she gave us. She's like, you know, you guys, this is your home. Come in and use it. She let us use the space to, to rock out mm-hmm. and wait to get back in there. I'm just giving it some time for the whole, you know, pandemic thing to, to to cool off some more before we uh make moves. Cause I don't want to be the cause of no no uh you know sickness. Absolutely so, not. Right. But uh, but so yeah, we taking I'm taking my time with that. But uh, we will be back in there um uh, eventually. And so yeah, shout out to her. Shout out to you, brother man! Thank you so much for rocking with us today. This has I been do one have of the best question. conversations. The has a quick question.
1: Quick question: Do you have um, workout tights, workout outfits for ladies? We
2: ha- we have no. We don't have the tights. We don't have tights. We have um, we have a dry fit shirt. We have a dry fit shirt, okay. and we do have. Uh, I think we still have some lady tanks. Lady Tanks.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, Fitness. I'll check it out. I got the website.
0: And I'm gonna let, like, like I said, me. I'm going to get y'all to exchange because it's another, you know, uh, uh, business stuff y'all can, y'all can talk about too. Yeah. And I'll make sure that happens. Um, before we go, I definitely want to um, uh, get you to one more time give the website so they can find your music, uh, your production, and your uh, clothing line. Uh, so if you
2: can give all that. And also where they can find you on social media. All right. So you can follow me on social media at Ryan Lucas, DC, Ryan Lucas, DC, always keep the DC behind the name. Cause that's, you know, that's where my heart is. Um, you can follow me at uh, Ryan Lucas, DC. You can follow power in one on all social media platforms at, at power in one um, the website, my website uh, for my music is Ryan Lucas, Ryan And I have uh, a number of things. I have my book, uh, which is a lyric book uh, from I want her back from all the, the songs in the, um, on the album. Um, I have uh, CDs that are, that, plenty of CDs, plenty of CDs, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but there's also music, that digital, you can buy the digital music there online. Um, I do have um, a number, three projects, three projects also all, sort, all uh, streaming sites, but there um, are songs that are not on streaming sites on my Bandcamp site, so it's Ryan Lucas Bandcamp, where you can find the singles, as you mentioned, that I've been putting out um, yeah, I think I'm going down in the direction where I'm, unless I'm convinced differently, I'm probably not going to be putting um, music on those multiple streaming sites um, for, for a while. I'm going to just, it's going to be directly through Bandcamp or through my website, RyanLucasDC.com. Yeah,
3: yeah. You can follow
2: Power in One. Uh, um, the website is PIOclothing.com. We have a number of different shirts, uh, sweatpants, sweatshirts, hats, T-shirts, uh, tanks, um, that you can check out. All of them are uh, dedicated to, towards you being a better, uh, you being the highest form of yourself.
0: Right.
2: So, dope, dope. yeah, man. So,
0: uh, like I said, man, thank you so much for uh, for being the guest. Uh, these type of conversations are the ones that I always enjoy and get the most from. Just that open flow. Uh, we are sharing ideas, and, uh, and and it's really great to officially meet you um, uh, again. Because, like you said, I think we uh, met at the. Um, at uh, the Anacostia Arts Center at that time, but yeah, we've,
2: we've uh, been in the same room,
0: yeah, definitely, definitely,
2: definitely.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, um, but yeah, the, the music is amazing, that's what I thank uh, you. And like, I tell me, like, one of the main reasons I do this is just to you know, get people on here that I you know, admire, look up to, salute uh, artistry, and, and just tell them that they dope, Because, you know, it's, it's good to hear that. You know, I so, appreciate
2: um, it, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, I thank mean, you for the time. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Patrice. Thank you, Mike. It was, it was a great, great meeting you to all. You. Yeah, and uh, continue to be great in all you do. And uh, we'll continue to figure out ways to help support what you guys have going on. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so you. much, man. On behalf of myself, Super
0: Dave, <laughs> aka Mr. Incredible, our feminine energy, Patrice True Jones, and mm-hmm. Just Mike. You gotta say it the right way. our awesome guest Mr. Ryan Lucas I want to thank you guys for checking out another episode of the Neighbors Livecast we'll be back next week with more information more education and more fun y'all have a great week take care of yourselves and each other
3: stay out of trouble please (laughs) absolutely